the Academy Award-winning director, Steven Soderbergh. Brett Favre claims not to know what a podcast is. You know, I have a podcast, Brett. Did you know that? Um, no, you don't know what a podcast is. <laughs> Reggie Wayne, Brett Edward. I had a, a, a pet snake mm-hmm. by the name of Law. I'm not a snake fan. I don't like snakes. Buy the snake in the house. I get a, a, a text on my two-way. Law dead. <laughs> Chris Cooley threatened to prank call me. Steven, how are you? This is David Dunn. Did I see No, you didn't because I'm recording this thing right oh, now, no, dude. No, no. This You're is the, the podcast. Uh, you the Andy best. Reed did not call Tim Tebow last night. <laughs> too much. Hello, everyone, and thanks for joining us. I'm Richard Eisen. I don't download many podcasts, but when I do, I prefer the Rich Eisen Podcast. Here's your host, Rich Eisen. Hey, everybody, it's a new week on the Rich Eisen Podcast, although not a new open. Not a new open. Three weeks into this National Football League season, and Chris Law is slacking. You know, it was funny because, was it last week or two weeks ago, oh, you tweeted out boy. asking for suggestions, yeah. and we've got a, we got a slew of tweets back, and what happened? It's the way we're starting the show, Chris Law. I know, you know, there's Jeez. lots there's lots going on in the NFL. The there are, sound backing up. I'm there just are lost. dire straits. There are dire straits in the NFL. Teams at 0-3, teams at 1-2, and didn't expect to be 1-2, like the 49ers. There are positive stories, like the Dolphins being 3-0, and the Chiefs being 3-0. and Those are some surprising teams. The Saints, 3-0. and uh, and Sean Payton's return to the sideline, and the Dolphins and Saints are going to wrap up week four that we're going to be previewing on this podcast this this day with Brandon Marshall of the Bears on this show, Giovanni Bernard, the rookie of the moment for the Cincinnati Bengals on this show, the lovely and talented Ms. Aisha Tyler returns to this podcast. There is lots going on. You would not think we would start the show this way, and yet we have. It was last week I sent out the tweet, and I've compiled some of it. We have a late-week podcast coming out this week with our good pal John Hine from the Howard Stern Show. Yes. There will be a new open okay. for that show. Is that a threat? That is a promise. That is a, a... It sounded like a threat. Look, I got the cookie monster thing. You gotta have the you, outro. You gotta have Matt Damon talking butt fumbling. Matt Damon butt fumbling is hilarious. That's great. Co-tidy bad, I Co-tidy think, bad. could make it. Got Cannavale, who I mean, won... The Emmy Award that we talked about with him yeah. on this podcast, he's got to be in there, I mean, the too. Reggie Jackson story and the co-tidy bad. The, the well, co-tidy bad, especially since the Jets are not co-tidy bad. Not yet. Not yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not yet. That's that line from Seinfeld, right? Why, am I, why am I watching this? Because it's on TV. Not yet. Not yet. There was a lot of responses <laughs> to my tweet. There's a lot of good stuff. A lot of good stuff. A lot of great stuff. It's filing back through. It's okay, so there'll be a new time. open later in the week. But new edit later in the so week. So let's let's uh, sink our teeth into this week because um, week three began on I was Thursday saying, can night. We start football. with Thursday night. Who picked that? Week three began on Thursday night football with the highest rated game this network has ever broadcast to the nation. More people watched Eagles hosting the Chiefs than the Patriots and the Giants. 
to end the 2007 regular season. Record-breaking. And, and, and you could sit here and say, well, we weren't fully distributed on Time Warner Cable and Cablevision back then, and there are more households. Are, we are in more households now than we ever have been before. That's understood. That was a 15 but that, team. But that, w- that game was like the um, – it was like the State of the Union address. It was on like five different channels because we weren't distributed. That's right. And, you know, senators from New England start sending letters, blah, blah, blah. blah. Don't want to get into the politics of it, literal and figurative. But you could see the game coast to coast on NFL Network. That game was – we had the, previously the, higher, the highest rated game. You know what it was? It wasn't even that. We had – Cowboys Cardinals? Cowboys – Packers. Packers. Packers, that makes the sense. The week after Thanksgiving, I forget what year it was. It might have been 07. Both of them playing back-to-back Thursdays? Yes, they did. Because they played the Lions the, and the, the Packers Cowboys played host. the Lions, and then the Cowboys hosted the Packers the following week. So wow. we had the rarity of a Thursday night game where both teams had the full week's rest. Not short weeks at all. They both were coming off of Thursdays, which I would love to have again, we will never have again because the way our Thursday night schedule is set up is there are six teams on Thanksgiving and the other 26 NFL teams play the 13 other weeks yeah. on NFL Network. So long story short, that was when 10-1 and Brett Favre went into 10-1 and Tony Romo. And Favre got hurt mid-second quarter and their young quarterback, Aaron Rodgers, came out and I remember we were all looking, saying I I, we were all looking like we cannot believe that this big marquee game for our network, Favre, Romo, Favre of all the times he can't finish a game, right? You always can finish. And there was a lot of talk that week about like, Tony Romo's hero is Brett Favre. They kind of play you the same. You remember that, right? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep, Favre gets hurt. Aaron Rodgers comes in. We're like, we can't believe it. And then uh, one series in, we're like, huh, he looks good. Looks pretty decent. A couple series later, we're like, this Aaron Rodgers kid can play from Cal. And the three series later, it was like, the Niners drafted Alex Smith over this guy? And we were all like, <laughs> whoa! A total tie, a sign of things to come. Man. That was the previously highest rated game of this network. Wow. And this week's game was this pretty week's good. This game beat it because everybody loves comeback to see stories. a train wreck. Yeah. No, you like everybody loves comeback stories. I like no, comeback I'm, stories. And I could, they do love comeback stories, but it, there was some rubbernecking. Like, what will the Eagles fans right. do? Sure. How does Chip Kelly's offense look against Andy Reid? Can Andy Reid go in and, and beat his former team? And you got two of the most like disrespected player coach ever coming back yeah, and, being, and being honored. With McNabb getting his jersey retired and, and Andy coming back. And uh, Law, you have to speak for your Philly fans. I started the pregame show mm-hmm. with uh, the line of like – it's it's a matchup made in Boo Bird heaven. Yes. Philadelphia, where they once booed Santa Claus, and Andy Reid coming down the Philly shoot wearing red. <laughs> I thought that was a great line. That is a very All good right? line. I got an absurd amount of invective on my Twitter feed for the next two and a half hours. Wow. From Philly fans telling me, to go stick it in places that don't shine because the Santa Claus story is 40-some-odd years old. Get over it. Report something else. Understand we're not all like that. We get a bad rap. And half of them telling me that I, they get a bad rap 
said some of the most nasty things <laughs> that completely cemented the stereotype. And I couldn't stop it. There was some Philly fan with like 3,000 followers, a voice of the fan or something like that, with a P-H-A-N, and said, you know, that I said on TV that uh, that that uh, the trolls, the fans, the trolls are, got fans to are going to throw snowballs at Andy Reid, which I didn't say. Yeah. Well, as a Michigan alum, you know all about the snowball incidences at games, too. Well, you know, listen, fans can be unruly ev- everywhere. But Philadelphia fans have a reputation. Yes, Indeed they, do. they do. And I'm not perpetuating it. Now, they look, my fans might look at me as a member of the national media that I am doing that by mentioning the Santa Claus thing right off the top, which I did. Straight up, 6 o'clock Eastern. I did. And then the rest of the show, I did say the question was, the poll question was, will they cheer or, or boo him? Right. Which is definitely more of an updated poll question than the one that's been sitting on our blog for the last six weeks. Not true. Updated it yesterday. Okay. Way to inoculate yourself. Way to inoculate yourself, Law. But long story short, not about me, Chiefs look great. Awesome. That defense has studs. At every level. Well, there was a reason why well, they had more pro bowlers than wins recently. Well, listen, you know, I mean, Pioli, they have good players. Pioli left them. I mean, Pioli has to be sitting there going, what? why couldn't we gel well, Right. Well, let's like get back this. real quick and give the Eagles fans kudos in their props. Because no, not they only... Che- that's true. They did they, cheer. They did standing ovation cheer for Reed. And, and McNabb got a great ovation as well. And I thought and they would do that, by the that's way. That's what they should have done. I said, I went right. on WIP earlier in the day, and I said, they're like, what do you think is going to happen? They asked me, what do you think is going to happen? Yeah. They're the voice of the fan. Well, that little piece you guys did was great with Michael Irvin going in there. Yeah. And him taking the collars. And, you know, he, he's the best. Because he was booed, you know, when he, when he blew out his knees oh, and at I the worked old a, turf. I worked a game neck. for Monday Night Football for ESPN back in 06, I think it was, when he was still with ESPN. And some of the like, – Berman and their set used to be up in the crowd for uh, their pregame show. And some of the stuff that he was getting from fans was just, and he's right there hearing it all. And and that guy can go and love them and have such like that's why I love Mike. Irv, man. He's Irv, the best. Irv goes up to any kid he sees, he kisses them on the head. I'm serious, he's the best. And you're you're getting to know him. I'm getting to know it. Game day morning first, on Sunday. First my, my Eagles man. friends yeah. are like, how how can you root for Irv? First like, hand. man. Once you meet the guy, he's, Irvin in our meetings is off the, the chest. Oh. Law, you should have seen the look on Brockman's he face. Told, he and told me. And I noticed me what you were what you were, uh, we, we, just hearing all of our analysts talk football and how deep and knowledgeable they are. And so often, and that's my job, is to take what you hear in that meeting, Brockman, and get it out on sure, television. Sure, absolutely. That is my job. Absolutely. I don't go to those meetings. A couple of times you hear me chime in about, I yeah. think this about the rundown, right, that about the rundown. Right. Otherwise, I sit back there and listen and to what And that's kind of what I've been doing the last few weeks is just kind of soaking it all in. You know, Because I, you know, I played and I coached you know, at the high school level, but... Not, not to the extent that the knowledge that these guys plane. have. It, They're in a different it's plane. Unbelievable. They're in a different plane. And, and I was joking, like we could charge nine ninety five a week for the meeting, for the meeting, I for agree. people to watch, and it would blow up. I, it's true, and 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 I I looked over at one point after one particularly I forgot what the topic was after one particularly high level exchange between our analysts, and I looked over at you and I saw your face, and what I say to you, I said. 
yeah, this is yeah. this is how this is how we roll in this yeah. room. And I'm, and I'm just, yeah, because it was like whoa, it was whoa. These guys can right. really do it, just, and, Irvin, and, they're, and they're just bringing it. Irvin like, is that special? But correct. Let's give the kudos to the Eagles fans. Before we do turn to the Chiefs, they've got playmakers at every level. That defense, defensive line, Houston, right? Yeah, he's got six and a half sacks right now. Three and a half against Vic, right? And um, Don Terry Poe, D- uh, Don Terry Poe, Derek Johnson. Let's not He's forget. St- stellar, and we're not even talking about Tom Mahali. Tom Mahali. Then you've got you know, Johnson on that other and level. Eric Berry. Like, Eric Berry in the back. It off. And what, the, what they did, the Chiefs did, they essentially took their corners, put them right in the face of these receivers and say, and with one safety on the top, say, beat us. Beat us one-on-one, and they couldn't do it. And they didn't adjust to do anything. That's what they were talking about. These guys were talking about in our meeting this last Sunday. Exactly. It's like, where was the vaunted Chip Kelly um, – the Chip Kelly offense and the in-game adjustments. Like you thought maybe at halftime they would come out and do something different. Crossing combo routes, cro- exactly. Underneath they didn't something. do anything like didn't that. Didn't do it. And the Chiefs just clamped down on him. And Alex Smith, fourth quarter, getting the ball back deep in his own end. After Sean McCoy, after Sean McCoy ran in once again. Yep. I should have taken him second overall. I, that's the last <laughs> time I do not take somebody. Uh, I, I take from now on. If there's comedy in it, I'm taking him. I should have done just for the comedy. You were burned. I you would were have burned. Won. I'd be three and zero in this league against the fishmonger and all those people. Instead, I'm one and two. One and two. So, um, Alex Smith, eight minute drive, capped on the three points at the end, ball game, and the Chiefs zero turnovers through three weeks. That's incredible. Zero turnovers. They're plus nine. That leads the league, and Philly now at one and two heads off to the, the to the Jeez. to the Peyton Manning machine. What is going on? Welcome Denver, to man. the machine. They should play that song. They should get the Floyd rights and blast it. Welcome to the machine, man. Holy smokes. They are now halfway through Von Miller's suspension, perfectly 3-0. and Their final three games without Von Miller are home Philly, at Dallas, home Jacksonville, 5-1 and for sure. Maybe 6-0 and if Dallas – now Dallas we saw against St. Louis – I sat here last week, thought St. Louis had a shot in this game. They didn't have a shot. By getting off the bus, they were finished. Nope. Dallas punked them. And that defense has bought into what Monty Kiffin's doing. There are there are 11 hats at the ball, and they're all pulling at the ball. They're ball hawking. They're getting it done. 20 rushes for DeMarco Murray. That's it. Just give them 20. And, and, you win. And so Dallas, Dallas I, still, I just don't know. You know, if they if they don't win the division this year with how bad the NFC East is, week. it's over. They'll never do it. Giants and Skins own three for the first time in the same season ever. The Eagles are clearly a flawed team, clearly a flawed team, and Peyton Manning is going to take every one of those flaws and explode them. Whew. So you're looking at maybe one and three for them, and Dallas this week. Where's Dallas this week? Dallas. Ooh. I shouldn't have uh, thrown that out there without knowing. But Dallas this week has a, a winnable game. Dallas They're at, San, at Diego. San Diego. They're at San Diego. Now, San Diego has shown some sparks. And they struggle in San Diego historically. San Diego does. Or Dallas no, does. Dallas well, does. Well, San Diego has this too. <laughs> That's true. San Diego looked great first half against Houston. Horrible second half. Shocked Chip Kelly. Darn near one in Tennessee. Jake Locker fever. Catch yeah. that. They're 2-1. and one. And I told you, look out for that team. Um, as Sap, far as Ace Sap loves their defense. Well, why not? Loves I mean, you Titan play defense, D. and Jake Locker can cause havoc. But bottom line is this. Dallas has a chance to win this division going away. 
and should. No question. But Hold on, they're one game up on the Eagles. Going away, brother. They haven't played a division. Going away. Well, they did going away. the Giants. Going won. away. Going away. Every All other right. team in that division is flawed. The win, the Dallas win over the Rams stands as the only out-of-division win for an NFC East team this year. And the AFC North that entered week three with everybody looking askance at it because everyone lost week one. And everyone is looking at the teams in that division. And everyone thought that that might be the weakest division in the NFL with the way Pittsburgh looked, with what Cleveland did trading Trent Richardson away, our friend Michael Lombardi acting like he's in my fantasy league with a trade like that after just two weeks in the NFL. Looking at them, looking at the way the Bengals looked, okay, in week one against the Bears, they did very well, but the Steelers, they, 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 they couldn't beat a clearly flawed Steelers team going away handily, although division games you could throw out. Bottom line, everyone looked at the AFC North askance. The AFC North had three out-of-division wins in week three alone. And the NFC East has only won through three weeks. As the Giants lost to Carolina in, for what my money, in the 10 years I've been on NFL Network, worst Giants loss I've seen. I mean, wow. people, were, decade, people were saying it was one of the I mean, most shocking losses you, in the league we, in years. Nothing. We should have reached out the worm. Well... Well, well, I, I mean, I him and Jerry we... Ferrara, I, I mean, I don't, I don't know what they're thinking right now. Wow. Because they're 0-3, and they, to bring this all full circle in our conversation, go to Kansas City this week. As Andy Reid, it's like the godfather. Remember my lead in the other day? <laughs> yeah, I loved it. You, you sent me a text. I did, I texted you. That when the Cowboys appeared in his first home game, he was the, his opponent for Andy oh, Reid's yeah, yeah. first home game. I said it's like a, a plot out of a mob movie. That was a good. Where a guy moves from the East Coast to the center of the country to start a whole new life with a new identity. And, and someone from out. the old neighborhood comes knocking on the door to ruin it all. And then Andy goes from a, taking on the Cowboys to Philadelphia. So every time he thinks he's out, the NFC East pulls him back, back in. in. And three straight NFC East opponents from he's it's to continue the analogy, settling all family business. He just sweeps them. That Took care be. of the Cowboys. They whipped the Eagles. I mean, the Eagles were out of it. The Eagles had a shot when look, Sean McCoy went in. It was that Donnie then, Avery third down. Man. Which, how many times have you ever said those words? I know. Donnie Avery, I mean, Dwayne Bowe and, and Alex Smith aren't on the same page. Donnie Avery, fantasy-wise, pick them well, up. Well, Dwayne Bowe, I'll tell you this story. Because we, our set is in Philadelphia, right next to the visiting sideline, as it is in many stadiums. Okay, okay. Um, right next to the visiting sideline, Dwayne Bow comes walking off the field after they go up ten, after that long drive, and you know he's excited, he's thrilled, but he says to Marshall, you know, they're, they've got a safety over the top of me. You know, he's, he couldn't basically do anything in that yeah. game, right? Well, he got his first catch like, late in the fourth quarter. He did, they, and so that's what's going to happen um, until somebody else steps up, and Donnie Avery stepped up, and that's how they win. And you don't turn it over, and you got a quarterback who doesn't make a mistake because maybe he doesn't throw it more than twelve yards down the line of scrimmage. But I mean, it wins, yeah. and they take on the Giants. They should beat the Giants. No if question. Carolina just took oh, care of the no Giants, question. thirty-eight nothing, what are they going to do in front of home of the Chiefs, where these Kansas City fans are starving? For wins, and they got three of them to start the season. They're going to be they're going to be full throated nuts. Giants are going to be zero four. 
Without a doubt. We'll make our picks later on. Yeah. But our first guest on this show is a member of the 3-0 Chicago Bears. I thought the Bears were going to lose that game. I picked a, I, I, I'm not going to tell Brandon this. <laughs> but I picked I picked the Steelers in our in our pool because you just thought there was no way Pittsburgh would start going three. three at home. That's on what Sunday I thought. Night. That's what I thought, and I was feeling good, feeling good at twenty seven twenty three, and it was third and long, and the Steelers had put consecutive unanswered points on the board, and Cutler takes off for a first down. And he lowered and he lowered and he lowered the boom. Lowered the boom. And that. Collinsworth was all over that saying how that fires up an offense. Well, that's the, my the co-star. Cool, well, the coolest part was you could see the sideline react to when Jay did that. And then Cutler found our soon to be guest on this podcast for his biggest catch of the night, a 40-yarder back shoulder throw. Perfect throw. And then his throw to uh Bennett in the end zone where it was initially called incomplete. Holy smokes, what a dime. And the toe tapping that Bennett did, ball game, and then you get your defensive touchdown, your standard defensive touchdown for the Bears. Forty Burger, they're three and zero, heading to Detroit for for a game where first place is on the line in the NFC North, because the Bears are two and one, taking yeah. care of the Skins in DC. Lions, I mean the, the the Lions, right? The the Lions are two and one, and if the Lions, but it's their first ever win in DC. The last time they beat the Skins, the Skins were in Boston. Wow. 18 straight consecutive losses in the nation's capital for Detroit. Done. Streak over. They're 2-1. and one. They go up home. If they beat the Bears, they're both 3-1 and one with a tie break. The Lions would lead the NFC North at the quarter point of the season. So much going on, and it's only three weeks. Yeah, I think uh, I tweeted out yesterday, the, the NFC's 2006, or two, I'm sorry, 2012 playoff teams are combined 6-12 and 12 to start the season. Conversely, after the Broncos win last night, or Monday night, uh, the AFC's 2012 playoff teams are 15-3. and three. And it's time to stop talking about the AFC, like that they're uh, they're the weaker division. <laughs> yeah. They're not. They're the weaker conference. They're not. They're 11-3 and three in the matchups between... NFC. They're 11-3 yeah. against NFC teams, including... And we'll talk about this after... Brandon Marshall, because we'll talk about that and the Bengals win over the Packers uh, before we get to Giovanni Bernard. That Colts win in San Francisco was beyond impressive. Yes, sir. Because they went in and gave Harbaugh and the Niners a taste of their own medicine and hit him in the mouth and won a very physical game on the road. Don't sleep on the Colts. Do not sleep on the Colts. And Reggie Wayne, our friend of this program, this podcast, people thought he was crazy to re-sign there he is crazy like a fox yes he is remember that people were wondering what is he thinking was it a two-year deal it was a three-year deal, three year deal. Two year, but it was it was three deal. years for like 18 million yeah. it was it was it was not fair market Very value for a future right. hall of fame receiver which he is and and a lot of people wonder well why not sign with the ravens why not sign with a team that's going to win a super bowl or go to the super bowl like the ravens did last year fine but he stayed put. You got You can't discount the fact that you don't want to move your family and you don't want to change teams. You want to be the guy that stays with the same team your entire career. No doubt. Because that helps also build, in many ways, it builds a Hall of Fame resume that you stayed in the same town, same team, and maybe won another championship. And he probably looked there and he's like, I don't want to move. I see what they're doing. I think luck's really good. It's enough money. I've made a ton of money. Yep. I'm going to stay put. Plus, you're and endeared, I'm gonna play here. endeared to that fan base. For when you're 45 or 50 and you're in Indianapolis, yeah. they love you yeah. forever. And guess what they are? In regular season, they're thir- they've won 13 of their first 19 games in the regular season. 
since picking first overall in that disaster of a of a of a campaign in 2011. Crazy like a fox, that Reggie Wayne. Break up the Dolphins too. Well, we'll talk about that on the back end because again, that's the the these are the games. That's the Monday night. These game. are the these are also the AFC versus NFC games yeah. that we're talking yep. about. We'll hit that in a moment. But first, let's get on the phone line. Uh, with a Chicago Bear beast of a receiver. He is one of the best in the business. His Chicago Bears are 3-0. and Pleased to have on the Rich Eisen podcast, I believe for the first time ever, I've spoken to this man many times on Broncos cam back in the day when he was with them on NFL Total Access. But uh, pleased to have on this podcast the one, the only, Brandon Marshall. How are you, Brandon? I'm great. I'm great. Even better talking to you has been a long time. It has been. It it has been. It's too been long. it has been too long. And it's been a while since you were three and oh, I imagine too. <laughs> no, I think no, last year we started off three and zero. Oh, see, no one remembers that. Hey it, Rich, it's not how you fin it's not how you start, it's how you finish. That's, so that's true. Why no one remembers. That's true. <laughs> that is true. We started off six and no, I believe, and uh didn't make the playoffs, so that that's no good. Does it does it feel different though? This time, no, I mean, uh, I mean, every year is totally different. But again, um, you know, I've been in situations like this before. You know, even in Denver, we started off six and zero, we didn't make the playoffs. So uh, I'm just, th- I'm just taking it one game at a time. And I think our our, our team and our coaches are doing the same. And um, Cutler, I mean, it just seems that you you guys are simpatico that you guys obviously have played together for so long what is what 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 works between you and jay cutler brandon yeah yeah uh i think it's it's just that man it's just the the time we we spent together not only on the field but off the field uh and i i honestly believe that we see the game the same way you know when you're out there and defenses are running all over the place trying to take certain guys out of uh a particular game um it's it's important uh, that you be where you're supposed to be in the right hole, or even adjust. And those are those adjustments, or is what makes us uh, pretty good, you know. So um, I'm just happy to be back with them. It was a few years off. We separated, and uh, we went back to the judge and said we want to continue our marriage, and they let us do it. So I'm excited. <laughs> yes, and uh, till Super Bowl do you part? I guess would be the vow. Yeah. I guess. Yeah, I mean, it was amazing walking out of that that stadium in Pittsburgh, and uh, we were walking together, and um, you know, we just looked at each other and just said, "Man, you know, we got to get it done here, man." And um, our time is now, so we understand what we're up against. You know, we got uh, a special group of guys, um, a lot of us in our prime, and um, I think uh, the time is now for Chicago Bears. What is your coach like? <laughs> well, Martellus called him like uh, um, Willy Wonka, <laughs> but I won't go there. Uh, Coach Trustman, uh, he's he's uh, he's super intelligent, um, just an awesome um, coach, and um, you know we're we're all still learning each other and putting things together to to be successful. But I'm enjoying my time with him. Yeah, I mean, well, Martellus is a special brand. You know, his dog is named Sebastian Janikowski, right? Uh, yes. I mean, he, I mean, this guy, not only, you know, does he have uh, cool things like that going on where his dog has an awesome name, but uh, he has more nicknames than Shaquille O'Neal himself. 
you know, from the black unicorn <laughs> to the orange dinosaur to M- Martisaurus Rex. Martisaurus, that's I mean, my favorite, by the it way. It goes on and on. He has this, he has this thing with, uh, with dinosaurs. He came down to train with me uh, a few months ago when we were um, in Florida, and uh, this guy made me drive to Orlando so he can go see the dinosaurs. Hmm. And uh, I didn't get it, but I enjoyed it. We had a good time. It took me back to when I was like in elementary school. Right, yeah. I love playing with him. He's awesome. Yeah, I mean, Jeff, do you have a permission slip to go on that trip? That's what it sounds like to me. No, well, we took the wise with us. Okay, we took the wise with us, so you know they enjoyed it probably more than we did. <laughs> does Does he have a nickname for you? Yeah, I mean, I, my list is growing. He calls me Apollo. He calls me uh, the Machine. Um, he's just adding on names to me. Mm. You got Megatron on the same field this week at the Lions. Yeah. What are your What are your thoughts on Calvin Johnson? as an opponent obviously you're not going against him but you may have to match him point for point at some point on sunday brandon yeah well you know what i look at i look at the (laughs) he's special he's special man uh obviously the past few years what he's been able to do as far as production wise uh it's unmatched and uh you know numbers don't lie so right now he's the best in the business you know, but I have this thing in me where every time I touch the field, I want to be the best wide receiver on the field. And that happens only when your defense steps up and stops the opponents, the, the, the opposite receiver. Uh, and I try to do the same for them. I want Peanut, I want Tim Jennings to be the, when we walk out of that state, I want them to be the best uh, corners on the field that day. And that comes with me trying to dominate and uh, take advantage of the mismatches that I have. Uh, I guess the corners is guarding me. So um, I'm excited uh, about this game and Megatron is special. And um, not only is he amazing uh, talent, but he's an amazing guy. So um, he's a true pro. Yeah. Uh, so where's your commercial with P. Diddy? Brandon I mean let's let's get this let's get this game going on here no, no I have to break a record you see that only happens when you break records oh. this guy cr- crushed Jerry Rice's single receiving uh uh record and uh I haven't done that yet so when I do that and we win go to the playoffs possibly a Super Bowl I'm I'm sure all of that stuff will start rolling in for me who would you, you know, ch- who, it, Rich is different bro. it's different you know it, it's tough you know, when when you're when you go to UCF, a mid-major school, you're drafted in the fourth round. You're at a disadvantage when it comes to that stuff off the field. You know, when you got guys going the first round that's um, highly sought after, and you know a lot of publicity around these guys. Then they come in and put up the same numbers you're putting up. They're going to choose those guys first. And also a great lesson uh, for those other kids who may be listening. Are the the rookies when you come in the NFL stay clear of all trouble because that definitely hurts your brand. <laughs> and I had my 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 fair shares of running run-ins with the, the wrong people, so I'm thankful to be sitting here today on the other side and um, a teaching tool for those. How have you changed? Uh, you know what's in every way. You know, I, I'm taught it's not a change. You know, you 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 take a Mustang Rich and you paint it. You know, it could be yellow and you paint it blue. You put some new rims on it, you know, but at the end of the day, it's still a Mustang. But you take that same Mustang and you put some wings on it, you transformed it. And that's how I like to think of myself. I've been totally transformed these past few years. It's not perfect. 
I don't think I'll ever be perfect or close to it. But uh, just the work that, you know, I've put in, you know, going into an outpatient, as far as going to an outpatient program in Boston and really sitting down and trying to figure out, okay, what what am I, uh, what am I dealing with? Uh, what's going on in my life? How can I change it? Also, what about my looking at my surroundings and how that affects me? It really changed me to a point where now uh, I truly believe that football is uh, is my platform for my purpose. And you know, now I'm sit- as we speak, I'm sitting here in our office, you know, on Ohio Street, downtown Chicago, where we're full speed ahead with our foundation. So. Um, it's an exciting time for us because I truly believe that God is using me to bridge the gap in the mental health community, you know, and I, I, I truly believe he gave me that talent, you know, so I can have this platform. So when I speak about mental illness and, and how it affects how it affected myself and my family and how it's affecting our community, our country, people will listen because of the celebrity. So I'm trying to do my best to go out there and score as many touchdowns as I can, break as many records as I can, win as many games as I can, so I can have that platform just to say that. But hit me up on this foundation then. How can people uh, find out more information? What do you got for me? Yeah, here? well, man, you can you can follow me on my uh, on my social networks, you know, Twitter, Instagram. There's a lot of information we put out that way. Also, uh, my, my uh, website, uh, thebrandonmarshall.com, we have some stuff there. But now we just hired an amazing – we just – I shouldn't say hired. We stole an uh, amazing CEO um, from a big firm to really uh, lead us in our initiatives. And um, so he's revamping everything. But right now we have the com up where you can go and, and, and just reach out to us, and we'll give you the proper information you need. If you're suffering, you know, you there's information there. Um you can contact us, or if you just want to donate, just contact us from our website of our, our social networks, and um, we, we can link up. Do you have kids? No, we do not. We're 29. My wife is 29. I'm 29, and, okay. and I think it's about that time to okay. start. I know. I guess, well, Cutler, Cutler's got you beat in that department, right? Yeah, he has me beat, but once I get started, you know, I'm going to take off. <laughs> did, did, did you get him a, what what'd you get him as a baby gift what did, what did folks get him as a baby gift did you get him something you know what uh, he, little cam has everything uh jay and kristen are awesome parents so me now we just got him like a, a baby bible there you go a book to read you know something special hopefully when he gets a little older he can read he can pick it up you know or jay and kristen can read it to him but you know He's spoiled. Yeah, no. I, I mean, should I? Should I? When we come in a couple weeks, should I? Should I get something from the baby gap? Uh, you know, or maybe, maybe how about this? How about a punters or people two onesie? <laughs> what do you think of that? Would that, that would be awesome. Maybe do we should it. do that. Yeah, do it for Cutler. Oh yeah, you do come in a few weeks. We meet oh, again, huh? We are coming out there. Hey, and I, I'm sure you remember your first Thursday night football game in Cleveland, yes. Ohio. I do. Where you personally took care of the Cleveland Browns. And I do also remember you had a special celebration in store, <laughs> and Stokely ran up to you in the end zone and said, don't do it, right? Yeah, yes, yes, yes. You know, at the time, it was all about, you know, Obama. You know, he uh, he won, and, um, you know, throughout the whole whole deal, everyone, that's all they talked about was black and white. It was you know, two days after Election Day. That's right. Yeah, that's all it was about was, you know, blacks versus versus whites. 
And I, I just remember, you know, um, you know, trying. I, I just remember sitting there thinking, how, what can I do to just to show people that it's not about black or white. It's about, you know, it's coming together. You know, getting the job done. So I had a glove made. One side was black, one side was white, and I just wanted to raise my fist because in the old days, you know, when you do that, the you know, Black Panthers, you know, it's all about black power, but it's like, no, it's not about that. It's about us coming together and being one. So that's back when, you know, I thought I knew what I was talking about. I thought I was a philosopher. And <laughs> <laughs> Stokely saved you from a 15-yard penalty. I remember that. Well, well, the, the, the thing is, I sat down and I consulted with Peter King on it. And I was like, you know, hey, Pete, you know, what do you think about this when I'm thinking? You know, I know it may cost me a penalty, but I think this is bigger than the game. And he was like, go for it. And once I heard it from Peter King, I was like, I'm all in. I didn't care about the 15-yard penalty. But the problem was it was a close game. If it was, if we were up by a few scores, then it would have been a little different. But it was such a close game that it was a bad decision. I'm glad Brandon Stokely stopped me. This- <laughs> I remember I was standing on the sideline with Dion, and Dion screams, no, 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 as he was watching you reach in for something. Because Dion was just like, he he was, we wanted to like, don't do it. Oh, man, I remember that. So, yeah, we're coming, we're coming uh, to kick off week six, uh, Giants and Bears. So I look forward to seeing you there, Brandon. Yeah. Excellent. And everybody should go to, uh, to your, to your website, um, Brandonmarshall.com. Okay. Project Borderline is devoted to raising awareness of borderline personality disorder, helping others yeah. gain access to the resources they need to recover. And that's your that's your mission to to bring awareness to that, Brandon. And where uh, I couldn't be more pleased to to hear you and see what you're doing and hear how you sound and and um, uh, I'm I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled, and I appreciate you calling in. I really appreciate it, man. I need to do it again. I'd love to. I'd love to, you know, maybe when you're six and zero. We'll see. No, forget six and zero. I've been there plenty of times, oh, okay. and it hasn't turned out well. Let's wait until we're in the playoffs and oh. Oh, we're close to it, and, right. and we'll do it again. Maybe in New Jersey in February. Yeah. Yes. Okay. That would be awesome. Uh, you'd sign for that one, I'm sure. All right, Brandon. <laughs> thanks again. All right. Thanks, Rich. You bet. That's Brandon Marshall on the Rich Eisen podcast. Love that guy, Brandon Marshall. Everybody. Good dude, no doubt. Brandon Marshall, who is uh, trying to address his problem and solve the problem or fight the problem for others. You know, and I, I met him years ago at the rookie premiere when he came out of school at UCF. And Susie, uh, my wife, was with me at the rookie premiere event, and she uh, had covered him when she was doing sideline reporting for ESPN and ABC Sports. And she loved the kid. She's like, you got to meet him. And I went up to him, and I'm like, boy, he's huge Yeah, for a receiver that Denver just drafted for Jay Cutler. And and I'm like, where do you go to school again? I never heard of him in college. That school resonates with me after that loss last week, Central Florida. Ouch. Ouch. So, I mean, it's pretty It's pretty cool what he's uh, become. And you can just hear the sort of clear-eyed, full-hearted approach. 
It's, yeah, it's and good. as you know, that can't lose. It's definitely yeah, nice. Thank I like you. that. It's good too. I mean, obviously, mental illness is kind of a taboo subject, and no one, everyone skirts around it. And if anyone, you know, has someone in their family with a history of it, I, I, I do in my family. It's it's good to see somebody mainstream mm-hmm. talk about it, be open about it, kind of show you their struggles, and then uh, obviously, as he's doing currently beating it if you will yep. um, but it's not the first time we've seen it in the NFL with you know Barrett Robbins and the Super Bowl where he disappeared in Pacific Beach Alonzo Spellman yeah so you know you just kind of he's a guy that's easy to root for and yeah. definitely pulling for him yeah and as for the Bears they're one of those few NFC teams to beat an AFC team so far in the first three weeks of the season so you mentioned the AFC is 11 and 3 against the NFC and pretty much every impressive win this weekend of note was an AFC team over an NFC team. Two right. of them at home, two on the road. The two at home being the Dolphins against Atlanta. We all pick, did we all pick that? All three of us picked. The fans' consensus was Atlanta. But we all took the Dolphins. I honestly thought I, I, I had gained a ground on, on you guys with that one. I just thought, again, Atlanta on the road, until they start doing it, I need to see it. Yeah, they're a different team it. in the Georgia Dome. Well, I mean, they, but they did have the similar stuff of coming out House of Fire. Their first fifteen scripted is, you know, the proverbial bronze bust worthiness. Yeah, you can I mean, put that up there against anyone. And they they just start out fast and and so rarely just put their foot on the throat of their opponent and. And keep it there. Yeah, they don't have that finishing element to their game, and you saw that in the playoffs. We didn't. See, it's what it's what, for instance, the Chiefs did this past week in Philadelphia, which is you know uh, the other one of the road impressive road wins of an AFC team against an NFC team. And you know what Alex Smith did, as we mentioned, went on an eight minute plus fourth quarter drive, started on the shadow of his own goal line when. Philadelphia just scored, made it a one-score game, and he drove him down the field, tacked on three, and that was all she wrote. Did you get the feeling in the building that when McCoy scored that the Eagles were going to somehow yes. find a way to pull that Especially out? Especially since the ensuing kickoff, the, the it was botched. The Chiefs uh, receiver fumbled it, mm. and suddenly now they're on their five. And I thought, here comes the three and out, good field position, right. and off I we go. I felt good after that point. I thought we had a chance. And- I thought the same way in the Sunday night game, as I mentioned earlier, 27-23, yeah. where Big, Den- Big Ben was moving and then Cutler was the one who, who drove. The- I felt good at first the Steelers at that point. But, you know, the, the AFC got the Dolphins with Wallace, Hartline, and a bunch of guys with name tags, right? Sure. And a lot of people don't even think Artline is a guy with name tag. With all due respect to your guy who took 28 <laughs> minutes to choose him in the draft, he's available in both of my fantasy leagues. Right he's a now. Great, he's a great spot right now. He's Huge killing week it. week one. Yeah. Right now he's available in both the fantasy leagues. How are your receivers, so, so Rich? Donnie did you pick, Avery, did you pick sure. him up right now? No, I didn't. I, I, my receivers are fine. Okay. A.J. Green and Wes okay. Welker and oh, one. Oh, you're good. I mean, and, yeah. and Jordy Nelson is my flex. Oh, you're because perfect. I'll tell you what, all, wh- what's the point of having a running back? Your flex, if your flex is not another tight end or another wide receiver, you're out of your mind. I am finding that out the hard way. 0-3 in fantasy. I have Jones Drew, friend of the program, Stephen Ridley. They've combined, I think, for about 10 points this year. Oh, boy. Through three weeks. Um, And the other impressive wins 
for AFC against the NFC we haven't mentioned, and we're going to talk about one of them later on in the show with our our guest, Aisha Tyler, a Stanford grad, was the Cardinal reunion where the 49ers and got punked, right? I mean, the Colts hit him in the mouth. Trent Richardson scores, first touch. And, you know, Kaepernick, I, I don't know what, what I mean, he, he, he went guns ablaze in week one right. against the Packers, winning from the pocket. Now I think he's got to get out of that pocket and run it. He only completed like 47% of his passes, 13 of 27. No Vernon Davis, no Crabtree, friend of the program, no friend of yours, Chris Brockman. <laughs> and Frank Gore, who I have in, as one of the running backs, I mean, he had about 80-plus yards running, but that run game is not the same without this dynamic and the, and the passing game isn't the same without the threat of him running. Well, I don't know. It did not week one. Well, maybe that was the threat of him running. Maybe. Because of how he ran the previous game against the Packers. Exactly. But the Seahawks, uh, I, again, I throw that out with the Niners because I think everybody's going to look that way going up to Seattle. Um, and then you got the Bengals. First team to go up by 14, then trail by 16, and win a football game in the history of the National Football League. I wonder what that list looks like. Not, I mean, they're the first team to win, but has anyone lost, or is that the first time that's really ever happened? I well, the Packers are the first team to ever lose. Ever lose <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it stands to reason, right. Einstein. <laughs> but what I mean yeah, is, that's right. right, you guys know exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> what, what does that list look like? Like who's been down yeah. and then up and then lost? Other than the Packers? Other than the Pack. That uh, that fumble, too, was huge, where the fumble recovery, where it slid down the field. And it picked yeah, it I know. And our, uh, Jonathan Franklin, who I I, I would pegged um, preseason as one of the ten guys under the radar, he had a great game. How about the Packers? 200-yard rushers in a row yeah. after not having a single one for 44 games. I spent all my free row. agency dollars this week on James Starks and one and done for him it looks like. Well, I have Eddie Lacy in that league with Gore and Aaron Foster. Yeah. And I have Eddie Eddie Lacy ready to take one of those two spots when he comes back from his bye. The Packers are on a bye this week. Who's the other team that's on a bye this week? Four, week number five week, in the NFL. Week number four. Or week number four, Late yeah. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm doing some college stuff for the site too, so I'm week ahead. It's the Panthers and the Packers this week. Yeah, the Panthers uh, going into that bye week. Um, off that 38 nothing win. And uh, well, I guess we got to mention, too, the reason why I had the Packers last um, is because I want to get to our next guest, uh, Giovanni Bernard, the Packers-Bengals game last. Have to mention another AFC team beating an NFC team that was a nice, impressive win was the Cleveland Browns. A lot of survivor pools crushed. Well, I just, I just want to... Jordan Cameron. I just want to know how... Uh, they they've how Lombardi feels right now and Banner and Coach Chud because as you know here on this show love to make analogies to the movie Hoosiers and the Trent Richardson trade giving back a pick to go ahead and choose clearly whichever quarterback they wanted whatever quarterback right. they want in next year's draft they're most likely going to get unless the first overall pick chooser is someone who's desperate for a quarterback also which that's a short list which is possible it's possible you never know the first overall person might just go clowny regardless but 
they are armed to the teeth now with draft choices. They should be able to get up to get whoever they want. All right, and they might covet somebody. In and our even fr- if the Browns somehow win some games, <clears throat> they could package a deal right. and get up top. And our friend Schefter reported that they covet Ben Tate, who's going to be a free agent, yep. so that they can sign Ben Tate. Hope to maybe get another running back, third, fourth round in a draft, which they have tons of picks. They get the quarterback they want. They get the players on the team that they want. That clearly they're not enamored with the Holmgren roster, and they know week two this year it's time to do it. If somebody comes knocking on the door and says, we'll give you a first-round choice, and they sit there and go, well, we can trade up with all of these picks to get the guy we want because Whedon's clearly not our guy. We've already evaluated that. And Trent Richardson may be a good back for us and a great back for this league in the future, but you can get somebody in a third and fourth round to do the same production value. Let's get a first-round pick. And that's their well-thought-out mindset. But like the movie Hoosiers, the fans were howling because they thought they didn't have enough guys on the floor. And the coach, Coach Dale, holds up the plan, the program. My team's on the The floor. game plan. And he holds it up to the crowd in his leather satchel saying, my team's out there. We're going to win with those guys and trust the plan. That's what's happening in Cleveland. And with all of that, maybe in the locker room, then some people even wondering, what are we doing here? With all of that, and the third-string quarterback went up to Minnesota and won the game. They've got to be ecstatic. Ecstatic. Amazing. And if they could somehow beat Cincinnati this week, they would be 500 taking on Buffalo on Thursday night football, kicking off week five at home, which is a winnable game for them. They just go out and beat their in-state rival. Cleveland Browns Man. after trading Trent Richardson one in Minnesota to drop the Vikings to zero and three. That was by the way, by the way, you think the league? That's what they were hoping to export week four. Yeah. Two zero and three teams. Leslie Frazier and Mike Tomlin. Your season's on the brink. For Frazier, your job's on the line. By the way, please be an ambassador for the sport at the same time. <laughs> Big Ben, you're zero and three. You may not like your offensive coordinator. Do us a favor. We need you to do a photo op in front of the actual Big Ben. You up for that? You up for that? How about answering a question from the, the Telegraph reporter right. talking <laughs> about your side? How's your side? What do you mean? I have my obliques fine. No, no. That's what we call the team. It's a side. The Pittsburgh side and the Vikings side. How are they working on all of that? Oy, oy, oy. I do feel like we hit the NFL hits on so many things correct. This game needs to be featured somehow. It shouldn't be in the shuffle be. of no, one hey, games. No, hey, what are you going to do? The time difference, I know, there's six hours you ahead. You can't tell the Brits to show up at Wembley at 11 o'clock at night, Chris. Got to figure out something there because it's just well, it's a night game. Play it on there. a Saturday or something? It's a night game. No, you can't because of the antitrust law. NFL can't be played on Fridays and Saturdays during high school and college football season. But um, I don't know That's what you That's not true. Do. We used to have Saturday night football. It was after uh, college was done. That was done. after college was done and high school. That was part we of the... We could do Monday afternoon? Yeah. I don't know what you do. you got to figure something out You don't do anything. You do this. Yeah, I mean... You do this and you tell um, CBS the- or whichever network is, is playing the game that you send your top team there. Right. So it's I think it's technically Pittsburgh at, at Minnesota, which means it it's is, a yeah. trip across the pond for Nance and Sims. 
You send your A team there for CBS, and that stadium and that'll be, be the game, and that'll be the game that CBS shows to more of the country than not. And and the stadium's packed. There's going to be eighty thousand. They love all it. All right, all right. I don't know what else. No, to no. Do. I mean, I'm, no I'm not saying way. I disagree with you, but there's no other way to put it. With the time difference, I'm not sure what you do. Maybe maybe San maybe kick it off playing Jacksonville. Maybe there. kick it off even earlier. San Francisco plays Jacksonville there later in the year. Yeah. Shot Khan taking them over. People are clamoring for us to go to London yeah, to do a podcast. People? Who are the people? The people. The international peeps. Our UK followers. They want us to go over there and do a live broadcast. Fantastic. Okay, everybody. Let us now turn to the phone line for another young star. We had EJ Manuel on last week. Unfortunately, both of our podcast guests last week did not uh, emerge victorious. Ed Reed, who did play, who sounded like a man who wasn't gonna. Yeah, he played. I was shocked that he. he I did. I was there. surprised that he did play, but he he didn't really play all that much. Um, Probably he, that chicken sandwich, you know. Could have <laughs> put him over the. Could have been, and then EJ Manuel came on the show. It was fun chatting with him. Uh, he goes to New Jersey in the Jets, not co-tidy bad. What did I tell despite, you? Despite. 18 co-tidy bad penalties. Weren't they 4-0 in the preseason? You're all, you guys are all up in arms. And I'm uh, like, hey, I don't know it's the preseason. Law. But law. The Lions went 4-0 the year they went. Yeah. Bagel. I think somebody, made up, somebody yeah, made, yeah. made up the, uh, a T-shirt how they won the preseason. Uh, but um, so hopefully for, uh, for maybe for Brandon Marshall in Detroit, you know, the Lions fans hoping this podcast anti-bump is continuing. Uh, let's turn to the phone line now for another rookie on the scene. One of the more dynamic young backs in the league. He is up for the Pepsi Next Rookie of the Week award. Um, a man who uh, a lot of Bengals fans are particularly excited about. He is running back Giovanni Bernard. How are you? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me on, guys. Now, should I call you Gio or Giovanni? Giovanni. Yeah. Gio- uh, yeah. <laughs> you don't like the G- you don't like the no, Gio? It's not that I don't like him. My mom mom is a uh, is uh, big on you know calling me about my full name so uh, <laughs> and you're <laughs> you're a, and you're a good son right <laughs> I is try that to be. <laughs> okay who who did who are you named after um, it's actually one of my dad's good friends uh, he passed away when I was younger and uh, my dad used to own a dry cleaners down in uh, South Florida and uh, he used to always come by the shop and his name was Giovanni so uh, when he passed away my dad called or named me after him and. Uh, Everybody thinks I'm an Italian stallion type of guy, but <laughs> little do they know I'm from Haiti. And uh, yeah, so you're from Haiti, uh, yeah. but named after a longtime family friend who was Italian. Yep. Is that, okay. Okay. But you are you do you do you do pack a figurative wallop like uh, the Italian stallion. You you've, you've been sort of hitting some teams in the mouth so far. Uh, do you think you're you're surprising teams or or is this how are you able to make this leap from one level to the other so early so well in your mind, Giovanni? Um, I think for me it's just, you know, whatever I've done to get to this point, I think I've got to continue to do it. Um, I've always been the type of guy just, to, you know, to be very, you know, a humble type of guy and a guy that's just hardworking and, and uh, could just do what I have to do to help the team win. And, uh, I mean, that's what we've been able to do. This, you know, that's what I've been able to do to get me up to this point. And uh, I'm just continuing to do it. Just work, you know, just work on, you know, my abilities and every day that I have the opportunity to uh, just become a better football player. Well, in this sport, I mean, so many times uh, people talk about your height uh, how many times, as you've tried to get to this point in your career, in your life, were you told you can't? How many times did you hear that? 
plenty. I mean, it, it, I mean, that's just that's just the name of the game. Is that, you know, there's times in life where you know people are gonna say you can't get over this speed bump because you know because you're too small or too short or you, you're not big enough, you're not fast enough, whatever it is. But uh, all that stuff is just motivation. I think a lot of NFL players out there can speak on my behalf as well. You know, there's there's guys that come you know from all sorts of angles and whatnot, and uh, they've made it this far. And uh, I mean, they've had to go through their obstacles as well. So uh, for me, it's just uh, continuing to keep doing what I've been doing and uh, just being happy and knowing that I'm blessed. Who would you say your 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 game has been modeled after? Um, well, for me, you know, I've always I always had my brother. Uh, my brother was always a guy that you know I always followed, and uh, he played in the NFL for a season or two, and then played in the CFL. Uh, he played at Oregon State for you know four years, so uh, he was a running back as well. So it was. An, uh, I didn't have to go very far to find a role model. Uh, I had my brother. I can call him up at any time, and uh, he'd definitely give me pointers. So uh, he's definitely been helpful. What about um, running backs that you may have had posters on the wall of? Um, never had posters, but, I mean, a guy that, you know, I always, you know, loved was watching was uh, Barry Sanders. I mean, uh, you know, a guy that, you know, is dynamic and is just big plays is, is written all over him. And, uh, you know, for me, I try not to mimic my game after him, but uh, I definitely try to watch his film. And uh, he's just one of those backs that, you know, you, you watch and you're just amazed by what he does. And uh, he's just he's, he's definitely one of a kind. So uh, he's definitely a guy that I definitely loved watching when I was younger. What is your offensive coordinator, Jay Gruden, preaching to you, Giovanni? Uh, to me, not only to me, but the entire offense and the entire uh, team is that we have all the pieces to the puzzle. And uh, as a Super Bowl caliber team, we just have to, you know, put all those pieces together and uh, create it. Uh, I think we we all know we have all the pieces. We we know we have playmakers offensively and defensively. Uh, it's just a matter of you know just just turning it out and uh, just winning every game and just you know doing what we have to do to be the best we can be. And your relationship with Ben Jarvis, the law firm. Definitely, uh, me and Benny. I mean, we 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 definitely you know had our time together, and he he's definitely a good guy. He's definitely a leader in our running back room. Uh, he's a guy that you know definitely helped me you know grow uh, not only as a rookie but you know, as a person off the field. Understanding that uh, you know I I can't act like a rookie. I have to be a veteran. I have to act like a veteran, and uh, he's definitely helped me out in that boat. And uh, I watch him practice. I watch him you know what he does and what he sees, and uh, he's definitely helped me out a lot. So uh, my hands down to him. Uh, he's definitely helped me throughout this entire process. What is the biggest challenge? Is it pass protection? Is it speed of the game? Is it knowledge of the playbook? What What is your challenge right now? Uh, I think for you know for a lot of rookies, it's just really understanding the game and understanding what you know what you have to do to help the team win. Uh, once you're able to do that, everything else just kind of takes care of itself. Uh, once you know what you have to do. Uh, the speed of you know the speed of the game really slows down. So uh, for me, once I got used to the playbook, once I got un- an understanding for what I had to do on the field, uh, everything else just really took care of itself. And you you've got a, another division game coming up this week. Um, have you already sensed since you you played on Monday night against Pittsburgh a difference in facing a, an in division opponent? Have you already sensed that? at all Giovanni yeah yeah in a way uh we all know that you know these division games are the ones that we have to pay attention to but uh you know for me my mentality is every game is a division game really um every game we have to go to it uh we we have we just have to be prepared to play um I think that's just my mentality I don't take you know one opponent light lighter lighter than another um they're all the same to me and uh we just have to go out and just execute the game plan and uh just play football 
you know, all of these questions are not just for the podcast and to try and get to know you and, and who you are. Um, it is, it, it's all fantasy driven, Giovanni. I got to be very honest with you here. Um, <laughs> I, I, I drafted you in the fifth round of my fantasy draft. I went, I went high. I grabbed you high in my fantasy draft, and you haven't disappointed me so far. Um, <laughs> do, do you feel that sort of pressure? No, Giovanni? not at all. Not, not at all. Not, not the fantasy <laughs> pressure at all. No, I mean, believe me. If I if I you know were to score one point or I don't know what the highest amount of points you could a score, lot. But... No, no, much more than one. <laughs> much more than well, one. Yeah, whatever that number is. Uh, whatever. If it's bad or good, um, I'm not thinking about it. I'm oh, just trying to you know. I, believe me, I'm just trying to make a living. Uh, I'm just trying to you know to, you know be able to pay the bills and whatnot. Of course, and do what I have to do. Of course, you're a professional, but um, <laughs> in a way, this is about me. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, there's an I in Rich and Eisen in the same way. You have wow, you've got two eyes <laughs> in your first name. There's two eyes. I got it. You know what I mean? I mean, so I think you should go to Marvin and Jay and tell them that you're on my fantasy team and you need more touches. I, of the football, I'll, I'll, I'll send you. I'll text you the numbers to their uh, to their cell phones, and I'll let, I'll, oh. let, I'll let you be the one to do that. Okay. Yeah, I know you're only three games in here. I understand yeah. that you don't have that sort of standing in that regard. But I listen. You keep scoring touchdowns like this, and you know, at what point will you start demanding the football, Giovanni? I, I think for me, you know, I've never been the type of guy to you know demand something okay. or say you know I've, I I deserve this or. You know, I don't think, I, you know, you should do that or whatever it is. Uh, right. But for me, you know, I, I've just been that level-headed guy and that humble guy just to go out and just play. You know, right. once I, when I, whatever opportunities I do get, uh, just capitalize on them. And I think I've been able to do that throughout the season, uh, throughout the preseason, and it's just continuing to do that throughout the regular season. What are you doing when you're out of, uh, out of the office? What, what, how do you fill your day? Sleep, sleep, <laughs> sleep. What do you mean slip? Are you, are you? I know you're a Bengal, but you don't have to be an actual cat. I mean, how hey. much do you? How much do you sleep? Oh, believe me, if, if we're not if we're not in the stadium, if we're if we're not you know out there on the practice field, we're not watching film, if we're not you know doing extra work in the weight room, I am sleeping. Really? Phone calls for you guys. Okay. Well, that, I appreciate you not na- like figuratively napping throughout this. I appreciate that. No. But I mean, you know, M- Marshall Falk told me. That before big games, he would actually nap in his locker. Just yeah. minutes before kickoff, he would just take a nap. Can you even do that? Can you sleep in that? Can you do that too? Easily, uh, just because we know how much how much uh, demanding the NFL is. Um, whenever we have the opportunity, just to just to close our eyes, just to relax a little bit, we're going to do it. <laughs> Believe me, it, 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 there's a lot to. Um, to the NFL, there's a lot of game planning each and every single week, and uh, you know, especially on short weeks where you have a Monday night game and then you have to play a Sunday game. Um, there's not really much time to sleep just because you got to be on top of your game. So uh, for me, just going out there, enjoying it, and just knowing right. that you know all this is a blessing. Okay, and then uh, and then doing stuff with Pepsi next as well. Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think a lot of fans should really should go out there and check that out. Actually, okay. NFL.com. Slash rookies. There you go. Slash rookies. And then and point and click on, on uh, Giovanni. Don't call him Gio Bernard because you'll get her, his mom upset. <laughs> we, we, and we can't have that. Hey, no, listen, I, I appreciate you staying awake uh, long enough to have this conversation, Giovanni. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks very much. And good luck to you. And keep, uh, keep doing what you're doing. It's a, it's a pleasure to watch. 
Most definitely. Thank you. You bet. That's Giovanni Bernard. Uh, vote for him if you wish, uh, and I will, uh, for uh, Pepsi Next Rookie of the Week joining uh, the podcast. Fun chatting with Giovanni. Don't call me Gio Bernard. I wonder the... if he's still cruising in that Honda Odyssey of his uh, yeah? girlfriend's mother. The, the best still... call that I heard was uh, the Bengals radio call said he drives a minivan but runs like a Maserati. I like it. Yeah, I like that too. I'm going to try to work that in a tease this week. Okay. Very good. We'll see. Let's see how that works out. We'll see. Good for you. By the way, thanks for the shout-out. Uh, speaking of teases, the game day morning with the Cookie Monster. I was going to say, you were all over <laughs> television. network television last week. Yeah, the league, which we will hit um, on our later uh, in the week podcast with yeah. uh, John Heim. And we'll also do our picks for week number four. Uh, but it is worth mentioning right now that your humble host leads our competition in-house here. I don't think that's true. That is true. Yep. No, no, that's not true. Brockman just took over first place yeah, last it, week with it, an eleven and five. I had a nine and seven. Boom. Yeah, I thought Washington was going to beat. Detroit. I got thirty-four Man. wins. What do you have right now? I have thirty-three wins. Thirty-three. I got and clocked, Chris Law has fallen and cannot get up. I got clocked in fantasy this past week oh, and the pickums. It oh, was when you're under five hundred, straight up picking games. In the NFL. <laughs> I know. This Look. is literally the only thing I'm winning at right now. All of my fantasy <laughs> leagues are awful. Hang in there. Hang in there. I went forty-four percent. Seven nine. I think you know. I'm suited and booted on our on our on I mean, the pictures, and you guys look like hobos. Let's give a. Uh, well, I said that last week. Like, can we get the eyes and spray tan or something? Like, yeah, what, what is, is going that? on uh, in this? Yeah, photo. They're updating. They're updating those. I think. Who's they? Let's uh, uh, Ben Liebenberg. Wait, we're, we're getting new photos. NFL, is that NFL, what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. Because I got pulled out of something. Uh, I was like, doing I got for woken this, up for this mugshot before Aisha Tyler um, comes on the program. Um, a couple of things happened while we were talking to Brandon Jacobs, uh, Brandon, J- Brandon uh, Marshall, and uh, Giovanni yeah. Bernard. Uh, Anthony Spencer is done for the season for the Dallas Cowboys. Wow. Never made it on the field this year, and uh, the microfracture surgery is happening. He is done for the season. Not good. Wow. That is a, uh, a, a blow. Um yeah, hundred percent on January or February, which is not, or, or you know, maybe, maybe, maybe this is his agent is tweeting this out. Maybe uh, he'll be back by January, February. Maybe that means if they go deep enough, first game of the Super Bowl of the year. Um, oh, also, and we'll have to talk about this with our next guest. She may not have heard about it, so we'll have to update her on uh, Jacoby Jones. In his return to the National Football League, oh. hitting a little bit of a speed bump, or is speed bump hitting him? Sweet pea. <laughs> Sweet Oh, my pee. Lord. Do you uh, think she'll have a take on that? I think so. So, um, you want to give a shout-out to some of our leaders for the REP uh, Eisen yeah, podcast? Well, well, sure. Overall leaderboard? Um, I'm clocking. We have we have a two-way tie at first place. Yeah. Uh, GMOC 30s picks. That's G M A U C K 30s picks mm-hmm. and M Bart 31. Both clocking in at 540 overall points with bonus points. Well, I see four people at 540. Uh, I'm only seeing two here. Uh, are you in our league? Or are you in the overall oh, NFL? No. Maybe I'm in the overall. You're probably one. in the overall NFL. We've got 6,000 participants. Yeah, wow, we've got man. a pretty solid number. Yeah, we've got two oh, yeah, at 540. You're right, you're right. Yep. Is that Gene Mock is leading our league, the uh, the old Angels and Phillies manager? Yeah. Look at that. All right, let's open the door for the lovely and talented Miss Aisha Tyler. Pleased to have back on this podcast uh, one of my favorite guests we've ever had, and I'm not Aww. just saying that because you're sitting here, because Aisha I'm Tyler. I'm staring at you like a demon. <laughs> you are, and I, I feel, I'm not even looking at you, I feel it. 
I right? Feel Just like it. a strange, like a burning sensation. But uh, mm-hmm. you can catch Aisha Tyler on every show on television. <laughs> and she also has a new book out. Uh, it's not so new anymore. It's, it came out in the uh, end of July. End of so, July. Yeah, so it is, 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 is self inflicted wounds. It'll be new until I get a check. Well, when it's. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, well, still new. Pa- paperback is coming, right? No, no, no. It's funny. Why? I thought it was going to come out in January, but. Um, I don't know how to take it, but the publisher's like, no, we want to wait, which I'm assuming means that the, the, that's the hardcover is selling. Yeah, I think they rush the money. paperback if they're like, let's just dump the shit. And, is like, that see. why my book, the paperback my, from my, my book, book came book out three paperback. days yes, after it totally. came out? My last paperback wow. published simultaneously with my hardcover, see, so I don't feel badly. I need to speak to you about the publishing industry. <laughs> I know nothing. Oh, I'm, I'm, wait a minute. I'm not done with your television programs. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, whose line is it anyway, which is outstanding. Oh, you're the Tuesdays, 8 p.m. Eastern on the CW. Um, you're the co-host of the talk on yes. CBS. All the, all you ladies just, just get together and, and and try try not just try not to drop f bombs. Chat chat chat. Yep. And then Archer on yes. on FX. Yeah. That's so all they're, the they're not moving you to FXX. No. Not, you no, get to we're, stay. Put? We're sta- we're anchoring Thursday night because we seem to be doing well for the network, and they're keeping us on the big Blowing on the big show. Up. Yeah. And the girl the on God podcast is you still on going God on podcast, which you were one of my favorite guests. Thank you. And um, because my mind is. I've stopped making real sentences. I just use like memes from my life. Um, my, whenever my husband would go anywhere, I we just go. It's Aisha Tyler and the white guy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, That's my favorite story. That from is that the show. best. Did I ever tell you guys that story? <laughs> no. Story. Yes. Yes. When I was with Stuart Scott in New York City on the uh, at the All Star Game when uh, Hoops All Star Game was going on, we did a Sports Center. We did an eleven o'clock. Love that you remember Thinking that. It's it an eleven o'clock Sports Center. And it finished at midnight, and Stuart and I took a, a car down from Bristol. Lead foot, lead foot got us to Times Square at 2 a.m. Oh, a, uh, some, a, a professional. A oh, hired yes. professional. Oh, okay, okay. When I said took a car, a uh, we didn't, like, you, we didn't slim Jim into a <laughs> Nissan Maxima in the ESPN parking lot. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. That's a, that's a really, if you want to change the story so that that happened, it would we could, Yeah, really well. actually, so what we did is you we slim yourself, Jimmed right? our way into a <laughs> okay. Nissan Maxima in the ESPN parking lot. And we we lead footed it, hot footed it down. And we got to uh, the party that Stuart said was going on at the All Star Cafe. Right, it was going to be all All Stars in there. You remember that Shaq used to oh, have yeah. that with mm-hmm. Tiger and Gretzky? Oh, yeah. like, it was a, like, like this... a lamer hard rock. Yes, that's, <laughs> that's, that's yes when Planet Hollywood was all around. Planet right. Hollywood. Oh, God. Right. Long story short, it was the party was breaking up when we finally got there. And I asked a cop where the next party was, and he gave the coordinates of someplace near like the Lincoln Tunnel, where I'd <laughs> never been in my entire white Jewish life living in New York City and we start walking more and more west and Stuart Scott is like parting the Red Seas and I am the only white guy within the sign of like anywhere and somebody comes running up to me and says he says to to Stuart he goes I love you you're the greatest and he looks at me he goes and the white guy. <laughs> oh, yes, I have heard that story. With the, but with the same level of enthusiasm. No information, right? I know nothing about you other than that you're Caucasian. But I'm really excited about that. The white I'm guy. So the white guy. Yeah, I should have made up a great. T-shirt, right? You're, yeah, I'm the white guy. 
That's yeah. or, or made it like a, that sounds like a, a bad CBS drama. The white right? right, yes. You know Fuzzy and the White Guy. Fuzzy, yes, it's a great Fuzzy and the White Cop drama. Booyah and the White Guy. Booyah, Booyah, and, the Booyah white guy. and the White Guy. It almost rhymes. Booyah and the White Guy. I know. I know. Your San Francisco 49ers. They're breaking my heart. <laughs> That, before we started recording, I sure. sat down. I'm looking at NFL.com and right the big, the, like the big splash page says, "Fantasy football, it's not too late." What did I say? I said it is too late. It is too late. <laughs> it's too late. And, Which is, uh, by the way, not not uh, what's the word? The best advertisement. No, no, it's not too late. <laughs> Your life can still suck for another seven or eight weeks. And what I said was, uh, yes, it is too late. And also, I don't. You asked me if I played fantasy football, and I said no because I would only like to have my heart broken once a weekend. Thank right. you very much. Not I know. Twice. By, Breaking by my, your oh, fake my, team. My, you said my, your, your yeah, re- my, like my real team break my heart, and then another <laughs> fake heartbreak that's not even real, like imaginary non-real players breaking my heart across the league. But what was it like for you this week? That the one who did the heartbreak is Andrew Luck, because you're you're. I mean, that was a that was a double whammy for you. You're the Stanford, yeah, Forty Nine er. Well, I, did, I and, you know it's it's interesting. Everybody was like excited about that matchup, right? And that right. It was gonna you know it was gonna be this kind of this meeting of some kind of titans, one titan and then one guy who's super unfriendly under all circumstances. Pick <laughs> which one, the least friendly man. I went to the Super Bowl this year, and ooh, the scuttlebutt about the Harbaugh family was so enjoyable. Yeah. It was really, I really enjoyed he it. He was patently unfriendly? Patently unfriendly, doesn't like his own family. <laughs> doesn't enjoy the company of his own blood relatives. So what chance do the men in yeah. his employ have of ever a hug or a kindly look? Yeah. Or even maybe like, hey, I, I, I'm not going to eat the whole bagel. Would you like the other half? No, he'd rather throw his bagel in the trash That's what it looks than like. give you sustenance. Yes, he does. And that is why my team is falling apart like a house of cards. I thought it was because he only has one pair of khakis. I thought you were saying because he only has one testicle. No. I, I don't know. I, See, that, just w- so angry that one fell off. You know, like the Grinch, like his heart shrank and then one ball <laughs> off because he's so mean oh my God. yeah he's not he's not the he's the not, sunniest he's fellow not, he's not but he's a winner guy. he well he has been apparently until now yeah two, two in a row and not not even funny not even cute lo- losses like painful streaky yeah tear filled no yeah like where you turn on the tv and just go ah and you turn it back off again that's how i watch all these games turn around ah and that's it turn it back off stop right. away i know yeah it hasn't been good. Oh, but so the, it started out so promising too, right? It did. The first game was. It did. It felt good. It felt like they were tough. It felt like they had staying power. It felt like even if things were a little wobbly in the middle, they were able to rebound. But right, no, they're not. They're not uh, able to rebound. I know. And then, and then the whole. And then I saw a picture of Kaepernick naked, and that's all I can think. Yeah, about what now. did you? What did you? <laughs> that's all I can. Oh, that's all I'm thinking about right I now. I heard about this. Well, well, I think he did the, the body. body. He did the body. Oh, oh, I was like, Dude, I thought this was a Vasante T-shirt. No, 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 no. It wasn't. It wasn't like a camera in the locker room. Oh, got it. Just okay. like a, like, like he just stuck his phone down. He's like, I hate iOS seven. They took a picture of his. No, crush. this was actually. No, this was actually. Yeah, I believe. It's beautiful. No, I actually, I believe it was one of the participating networks of the National Football League showed a post game interview in a locker room, and he was in the background, oh, buck naked. That's so great. Why haven't I seen that? Well, and 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 so cle- is that on the internet? Uh, I believe it is. Oh, God bless the Shanko, who's no longer internet. in the league right now. Yeah. Uh, I had so much fun so with much that. Fun. On game day, on, on our highlight show, yes, because did you uh, have to do a little more? Well, no, 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 not that moment. No, I, I get a little more. I'm a little, get, I'm a little more subtle than that. Oh, so no, here's you're not, here's <laughs> here's the highlight. The highlight where it, it's perfect, where he catches the ball in the end zone, uh-huh. and he's got to get both feet down. Is he tippy tipping? And he tiptoed not only both feet down, but 
he got a third leg down. You're adorable. He got he You're, got the you know left foot, the right foot, and, and then and, the left and, foot and again. Then so it allows me to say <laughs> on TV that it's a touchdown. He got all three you're feet adorable. in. Come on you're now, adorable. three look feet, you. three legs. Look at your adorability. Uh, you, you know what? The other one I liked though. was look who's hanging out in the back of the look end zone. Look who's hanging out in the back of the end zone. I did that, that was my favorite one. one. Yes. Uh, and, and Nick, I called him the tripod the once. Tripod. Yes, yeah. I called did him you the tripod. Did say that ball was low-hanging fruit? I did. I should have. I I don't think he scored that many touchdowns. You know, Even the one. Even the one. You didn't You just ran. You ran out of moments before you ran out of analogies. This is part of the reason why I love having you on as a guest because you understand I do. That when you go home that day after oh, saying yeah. something like that, oh, yeah. what a great, what oh, you, you feel a sense of, of accomplishment. And yes. You, you kiss your own biceps. Yes. You, pull a ca- you Kaepernick yeah, you put it. Kaepernick in the mirror alone. You Kaepernick yes. it. Yes. But yes, he was naked in the ESPN yes. the magazine issue. Well, I've got to ah, tell you something. I did know that. Anyone who says they're buying that issue to read about athletics is a lying sack of crap. <laughs> yeah, I that agree. That's just, that's a way to sneak porn of whatever whatever your orientation is. That's a way to sneak porn in the house and be like, oh, it's literally, I'm reading it for the articles. Yeah, I'm reading it for the articles. Not the picture. Of the, of the naked NASCAR naked. Great articles. Oh, the, 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 like, like yes. Playboy. Great yeah, articles. yeah, great articles. Such good articles. Like they're all about like seventy words long, so they're easy to digest when you're on the toilet. <laughs> Double spaced, so large great. font. So great. <laughs> it's like college. I love it. Uh, what was it like writing this book for you? Was it was this a? Because um, for me, writing mine, it was hell. grueling, grueling. So let me ask or, you a or, question. Or what was worse was selling it. That, that <laughs> getting was, it sold? Yeah, we're just doing... Oh, just, doing all this stuff. Yes. I have a question for you. Yes. How did you pitch the book? Did you write an outline? Did you write... Like, yeah, no, yes. Do? I wrote about how the NFL season was a year-round venture. I came from it by saying, like, I, I wasn't an NFL guy when I came to the NFL. I did baseball at ESPN. Mm-hmm. So I fell in love with the NFL and found out it is a year-round endeavor right. because the NFL network covers it. And so what is it like to start a whole new... Um, life and right. a whole new career right. and i split it up by you know there's the super bowl and the combine and the right. draft right. and et cetera, et cetera. so i split it up into eight nine chapters That's that way times. and it's totally dated now because right. how things the nfl has totally changed the way it does most things also now. i think anytime you're writing about a year in the life of a league everything's as dated is dated as soon as you write it down right i mean right. there's just something about the nature of what's happening around you when you're writing that you it drives your urgency on that day and then yes. a year later like i don't know half these people aren't even in the league anymore but right uh, I mean, the big problem with writing a book is that when you pitch it, you think, Yo, I already know what this book is. It's going to be a cake. So you just sit down and crank it out. I wrote an outline. I pitched it. They love it. Right. And then you sit down and your computer's like, I hate you mm-hmm. and everything you stand for. Right. You still got to caress the keys and pretend like you're And then when it. you're done writing it, did you did you think it totally sucked because you've no, read I'd it 50 written, times already, over? I'd already written a book that I thought totally sucked. So this one, I was like, ah, it doesn't <laughs> suck as much as the last one. Sweet. Okay, so you improved on the yeah, sucking. Yeah, definitely, definitely right. this one. You know what I did? I wrote, I wrote the outline and then I sold it and then I didn't, and then I had a year to write it, and then I didn't write it. Right. <laughs> uh, and then I took what I, you know, I'm, I'm like you. Yeah, I'm working all the time. So mm-hmm. my my daytime show's down for the month of August. I shut down my podcast. I shut down everything in my life, and I just wrote. So that was that was both enjoyable and a little kind of enervating, but mostly it was great because I was just in my PJs, so sweats for six weeks, just right? Getting up every day, and Do, cranking but, it out. But that's an that's a discipline, though. It was. It was. I watched a lot of Korean pop videos online. <laughs> I can tell you all about the entire K-pop scene. Yeah. Uh, everybody there is strangely effeminate and about like 105 pounds max. All of them. I could I could lift I could lift an entire K-pop group in one arm, just one. <laughs> rah! Um, and, so and yet it was. Just, uh, it I was... could just Serena every all those people with my giant arms. Um, <laughs> 
Um, Can I ask both you guys something? Because yeah. we had like when we had Billy Bob Thornton on, he he basically said he, he, he wrote he, his he, book. He, he creeped you out. That's what he did. He <laughs> no. creeped you out. Okay. <laughs> he, he he's a he, oh he's, he's brilliant. A he's brilliant. He had he's awesome but he said snakeskin he cowboy went, boots on. He basically went somewhere That's and talked thing. in a group setting for six hours and retold stories, and uh-huh. that was turned into a book. Obviously, it sounds like you wrote your own stuff. Yeah, Al well, Michaels the, is talking to other people. That's and the way to go if you're lazy. Uh, lazy bastard, sure. <laughs> Stand there talking so and have write, some You actually wrote, wrote so, yes. yeah. Transcribe what I have said, peon. Yeah, that's one way to go. I wrote the book. I had an idea for a book, and then I... So you've been on the show, Rich. At, at the yes. end of all my podcasts, someone tells a, a self-inflicted wound story, and it's a story okay. about something that's gone wrong in their life that was their own fault. And after two years of making people come on, the, on my show and humiliate themselves, I decided that I would tell all of my own self-inflicted wound stories from the time I was five years old. Oh, wow. So it was a very specific, super personal. It wasn't really autobiographical. It was just like, hey, look at all the ways I crap the bed, ladies and gentlemen. Now, yes. This isn't this is even comprehensive. Wow. Um, but it was also about kind of – you know, people probably come up to you all the time and say, God, I'd love to do what you do, but I, you know, I think I'm afraid I'm going to fail at it. And I, you know, they say to me, I want to be a stand-up or a writer. I think I'm going to fail. I say, don't ever worry about that because you are going to fail. Like, mm-hmm. let's just all, let's stipulate to that right now. You're going to scrub your ass on uncarpeted, uh, like plywood. Of, so you're going to get a giant <laughs> splinter in the darkest part of your bottom. That should never keep you from go- going for what you want to do. Failure is an, is an aspect of, of success. It's, you can't go around it. You've got to go through it. And success is not the absence of failure. It's persistence through failure. So the book is about going for what you want, That's awesome. pretty much knowing you're going to bail, and then you just get back up over and over again until you don't fall anymore, which nice. is, I think, the nature of, of, uh, of art. It's the nature of sports. It's the nature of broadcasting. You're going to suck at some point. And if you're afraid of sucking, you're never going to run headlong towards the thing you want to do because it's behind the suckage. It's not like to the side. So that was the book. I also like set some stuff on fire, puked on a guy I was trying to sleep with. Lots of good stuff. <laughs> Lots of good stuff. Good times. Good By the times. way, the working title of my book was Behind the Suckage. That, I, I don't know so why you didn't really know that. It's interesting that, that you would that use that phrase. Behind, yes, the, behind suckage. the Suckage. Great, the Great Wall of Suckage. And then, and then when I you know, told management here that I was writing a book about the NFL Network's launch and calling it Behind the Suckage, <laughs> they, they didn't, thought, they no, didn't they, understand. well, they told me to workshop it. It's just artsy. You know they, what I mean? It's, like it's the, not an artsy I'm network. like, I'm just spitballing here. It's all I was doing. If you could just focus group it. Down yeah. by the coffee machine. And, uh, well, well, I forgot. What was my self-inflicted wound that I said on yeah, that I show? I don't know. I wish I knew. Oh, I yeah. It was that you – again, I'm not going to remember perfectly, but you, you had to do a field piece back when people still use tape. And yes, you somehow, like, correct. locked the camera in the car or yes, you locked that's the correct. keys wow, and the camera in the car. that's incredible that you would remember that yeah, sort of thing. Yeah, and you were humiliated. And you were humiliated. I remember you were like – and it wasn't even a good story, and I was pissed I had to do it. It was like yep. high school lacrosse or something. Yeah, it was, was high school football. It was my my first day on the job. And um, and I invited all of, uh, just to use the word in, Slim in Jim Redding? again. Uh, no, it was in Reading. It was yeah. in Cottonwood, California, about Cotton- thirty five. Cottonwood, community. California, everybody. Fantastic community. It was about uh, thirty five. Yeah, Scintillating downtown. About thirty miles away from from the office. So yeah. I no could, going back. No, there was nothing. no going back. It was. It really was it, it dreadful. This was your feeling. To and yourself. I asked all of these sweet people I'd never met before for a Slim Jim to get into the car, um, <laughs> and they really thought I was asking for beef jerky. <laughs> of course they did. Um, and a nice um, peppery snack. And I just decided, I'm like, screw it. I got to go back and do my job. And I picked up the uh, camera uh, and the, the bag and the, the deck that was attached to it and picked it up. And the keys were underneath it you the whole time. Dummy. And that was my, <laughs> where you cannot be afraid to look like an yeah, idiot. You just got to you know? go for it exactly. at and all I, times. Uh, even when you're not intending to right. go for it. Also, it, I think the more times you fall, it's, you know, if you, if, especially if you like it, it's athletics. Just you stop fearing falling. Yeah. You know what I mean, and no one ever goes for anything big without being prepared to just 
completely scrub. Right. You know, and I, I mean, that's metaphorical, but it's literal and metaphorical. You've got to be ready to fail. Well, you got to have that uh, to be a stand-up comic too. For sure, you got to have mean, a fearless. Holy smokes! Yes. Do you still you still do stand-up? Yeah, right? yeah. Where's your next in, gig? Uh, do you this have weekend one? I'll be in Atlanta at the Punchline in Atlanta. Oh, wow. I go out, yeah, I go out like twice, once or twice a month. I do a weekend. That was just in uh, where was I? So much booze. Uh, I really was. Oh, Cleveland. I was just in Cleveland, oh. Atlanta. Yeah, there you a, go. Yeah, We're Cleveland, going to Cleveland, Ohio. Heard of it? Yeah, you that have. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Jeff heard, you haven't heard of the sports team, but you've heard of the town. Uh, Jeff Garland was telling us about the club in Cleveland that he goes to there. Is it hilarities? Is it hilarities? There's a nice one and a not nice one. There's only two? And the, and the red eye to Cleveland? The red eye to Cleveland. Another one is called Cleveland Stadium, everybody. Amazingly, the red eye to Cleveland takes off at 10 in the morning. People just sad. That's why their eyes are red. Just tears all the way to Cleveland. Just Weeping. Uh, if you had said there's uh, all this partying going on uh, in Baltimore, it would have been a perfect dovetail into this story that I want to uh, anyway. mention to you here. Um, I'm, I'm sure because again, you're 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 making too much television broke and, my heart last and year. too much comedy. Um, the Baltimore Ravens that did break your heart, yeah, broke Jacoby my heart. Jones, who personally broke your heart when yeah. he ran one back for a touchdown. Oh. I was um, I had blacked out at that. point. Apparently, um, do you have the story up there too, Chris? That I, there I, was a party bus. And a you know what? Anytime anything starts with party bus, party bus, it's gonna end with hooker and blue. Okay, <laughs> and um, not far off. <laughs> <laughs> I not can't far. wait. What's gonna happen? Well, there was a party bus that the Ravens were on, correct, or a handful of them. Yeah, it on. was uh, Bryant McKinney's birthday, who was also involved, if the you remember, in the Minnesota Love Boat. Uh, oh, is he the racist? Who's the racist? Who's the screaming racist? I don't. Oh no. <laughs> He's wow. No, he's the screaming He's screaming the guy, who, the guy who went to like the country concert and screamed like yes. the N-word oh, yes. and then went back and walked into his locker room and there was so many. I'm surrounded by, <laughs> oh. there are just so many of them. He's, it's a, he's, not a, like he's I a member hide. of Chris Law's Philadelphia Eagles. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good, he's an eagle. All right. Oh, that's yeah. Good, yeah, that's, oh, a, that's, that's, that's a nice, that's a lily white team right yes. there. All right. Celebrating Bryant McKinney's birthday. Okay. Um, By the way, also, I'll tell you what, it never happens at the end of a story that starts with there was a party bus. Yes. And then we gave money to the orphans. That's t- <laughs> well, never, I don't ever. know. Let me call up this story. <laughs> Let me get the exact. So, Go for it, so Chris. It, so it was, a, it was a birthday party for Bryant McKinney. They're out in the limo bus. They run it. And there's some dancing ladies on the bus. Dancing ladies. So like T- doing the can-can? TMZ no, no. reported Local this. ballet. <laughs> Local <laughs> ballet. Regional, regional ballet. Yep. At 3 a.m., people are leaving uh, Opera Ultra Lounge. It's a, a club there. And people on this party bus began fighting. So it was strippers, football players, and some entourages on all a bus. fighting. Well, apparently, yeah, and and a young lady named Sweet Pea, of course, it is hit Jacoby Jones upside the head yeah, with did. a bottle Boom. of Ace of Spades champagne. And, yes, and he's apparently is that the fine. good kind? And, and it's very rare that that's what causes a player to go through the concussion protocol <laughs> to return to the field. <laughs> We're gonna mobilize you if we could just. We're gonna mobilize your neck. I mean, just and that what just seems like this. What this day just. Is it? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Can you tell me your name, son? Can you tell me your name? Sweet pea. Well, I'm, my, I'm Popeye. Follow my finger. <laughs> oh my, my lord. Yeah, I mean, this just seems like this is right up. It's you great. Know, yeah, that's a, that's an SIW. If any of those people came on the show, they I could think tell that story. that's the next. That do me this favor. Yeah. Okay. That on uh, the next. Whose line is it anyway? Uh-huh. That's the setup. Okay, you're on a party bus yes. with a lady named Sweet, Sweet Pea, who's got a bottle. She's got a bottle. And a short temper. And a sh- well, and a her quick name fuse. is Sweet Pea. Right, she's got a quick fuse. And she and she demands to be paid, and not in yeah. ones and then time. Wa- and then Wayne Brady goes. Then Wayne Brady just goes, <laughs> listen, you. I can already see him doing it. I, I, heard, it. Right, and then I heard, it's just off and running. I asked for Crystal. 
And then, yeah. Colin Mockery, your thoughts. Oh, and just God. And just go. Oh, my God. I think that's the way. So this Please happened when? do that. This happened, happened, this, happened this, happened this week. The wee hours of Monday morning. Yeah, nothing oh, good yeah. happens in the wee hours of, of any morning, of but any particularly morning. Monday morning. Except for when you met the white, when you, the guy said that, hey, the white guy. That that's was right, nice. That's right, the white guy. That was a moment. Saw a great tweet. A great tweet. The NFL expected to find Sweet Bee for blow to the head of a defenseless receiver. Thank you. Who was that? Thank you. Aisha will be here all week. Yes, indeed. That was a good. That was good times. And whose line is it anyway? Is what a great concept it is. I mean, and you're in the Drew Carey role for lack of a better phrase, right? Yeah, I took over for Drew for sure. And and very lucky. It just seems that how how. Do you have to be a special type of I wanna, comedian? I'm trying to come up with a loose ball joke still. I'm still thinking about Sweet Pea. I'm no, sorry. Keep go going. Keep no, going there. it's not there anymore. No, it's keep gone. going. Keep going. I mean, we, we've done a lot of that. Uh, I can't do it. I'm, yeah. It's gone. The moment's over. All right. To so. do no, just in terms of, of, of doing comedy without a net in that regard, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Do you, is that what? something that you enjoy or you yes. have to have a special... Yes and yes. I mean, gene and DNA to do that sort of well, stuff. Yeah, that too. I okay. mean, so I my first acting comedy anything was improv. So that was the very first thing I ever did. Right. I, I was I was in a regular high school. Uh, there was an exceptionally uh, attractive young man whose company I uh, favored, and he was an actor, and mm-hmm. I followed him into his acting class, which was an improv class, and then I stayed in that class, and that was how I got into acting. Right. That young man was Sam Rockwell. Ooh. No kidding. Uh, yes. And uh, yes. And now I'm way out of his league now. And uh, <laughs> so um, I so so my whole exposure to comedy was improv in the beginning. And my stand up is very improv. Like I just I, I have an act, but I'm not one of those guys that like, gets up and has to like nail it, like drive it up. You know, I try sure. to flip it up every night. The guys who do my show are geniuses. I'm not They're They're no another question. breed of animal. They're aliens. I don't know how. Aliens. I mean, I don't know how they do it. It's, yeah, it's remarkable. It, it, and the thing is, I've been there. So, you know, you watch and you think, oh, maybe they got a little bit of a hint. Maybe they know. I, they are sequestered from me and right. the set. Right. For the, they don't know who the – when we have special guests, they are right. sequestered from them. Right. We have a fake set of cards that we use just for camera blocking. Mm-hmm. Wow. And then I don't – they don't see – they don't hear anything until it comes out of my mouth on the show. Plus, the crowd's yelling stuff out, right? The Randomly? crowd's going bananas. All that stuff is happening on the day. So much fun. And um, – what was funny was during the show, I've seen, I've seen every episode. I mean, I love the old show. I'm friends with Drew. I've been friends with Wayne, both of them, for years. Yeah. So uh, I'm as excited to be there as anybody. I sometimes forget that I'm supposed to be managing things. And at one point, <laughs> I was like, read. I'm like, I'm like what? who's in charge? I was reading a card, and like Ryan was leaning forward. He was kind of staring at me. Like, re- and I was like, what? what? Do I have something on my face? And what I realized is he... He needed to hear what I was saying so he could figure out what to do. I, in my head, I'm just like, ah, you know the show. Blah, blah, blah. Sure, right. They're, they're literally, they don't know anything until the moment I say it on that show, and right. then they just wow. go bananas. Do it's you incredible. ever confuse the shows that you're on where you do something totally unscripted on the talk and then, and then talk about somebody's uh, dilemma my whole like life is personal just dilemma on on on, on whose line, line. yeah like, tell you about this woman. <laughs> right exactly like have uh, you have no. you ever had you've not had that problem no i uh no you should I'm, try i'm a grown-up you're but <laughs> um and, an I'm adult, child, and i'm a child and i'm an absolute for, for child. most of the day not intoxicated but what i will say is yes that um i have never had this problem as a comedian yes because my show is super adult and you train from the beginning of your comedy career, not like when you do radio, not to curse, you know. So I've had years of practice. So I'm pretty good at that. But ne- now that I do my podcast all the time yeah. and I'm doing stand up more, it is 
and also Archer's filthy. You know, I'm always having to like be like, what can I say where? Like, can I? What can I say on this show versus what can I say on that show? That's fantastic. So you know, I haven't I haven't gotten in trouble on the talk recently, mainly because Sharon Osbourne is such a naughty doggy. Yes. That like compared to her, I'm an angel. Yeah, I love her. She just takes all. She just takes the hot. Speed. What if like, I came on that show and talked football? Would anybody anybody understand? Yeah, what well, I'm we doing? did. We did a whole I mean, week I know with you the guys. Did. I yeah, know you did for uh, for the Super Bowl. Well, no, will anybody at home understand? Is what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah. Th- th- that I'm there. I'm not I saying that people that don't understand football. Eight to eleven percent of our viewers are heterosexual, and uh, <laughs> much like the country. It's an exact representation of the United States of America. Okay. So they've got men, friends that they spend time with. I love sports and I love football. No, I know. I, 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 do. I didn't I mean might, that in any no, way, shape, or form. I'm is, saying, like, what is, the, what is the white guy doing on... Well, they'll be like... Well, they'll just, he looks like my husband. Why is he wearing dress shoes with jeans? What's happening? I <laughs> keep um, telling him not to do that. He does it every day. I don't get it. Here's, here's why. May why? I tell because you why? Because he ran the combine in dress shoes and now this is your uniform. I wish that was the answer. <laughs> and just like, yeah, it these is are my not lucky the shoes answer. every day. It okay, is well, not... Not the, the, answer. Answer. the answer. There is a movie that is. There, you're, he's, you're, he's wearing them too. Yeah, you have no excuse. Oh uh, no, <laughs> no excuse. none of you have an excuse. Oh, I'm going to tell you the excuse. I'm going to tell you the excuse. Thank you. All right, you're you're off the. You've hook. got yeah. You've got the <laughs> sneakers on. The reason why, okay, is because I was doing um, a green screen for the movie. You can't even sell the story. I'm, Look here's at your the story. Because <laughs> it's just too involved. But it's it, it sounds I, like a I, humble brag. Called too. out, and I need right. to I need to stand firm. I'm, I'm, in, I'm in the next Ron Howard film. And, uh, <laughs> well, close. Close. This is close. 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 Okay. It's, all right. All right. It, the uh, NFL <laughs> is behind this movie called Draft Day that is okay. directed by Ivan Reitman, Fancy. where Kevin Costner plays the general manager of the Browns. Okay. And they came at the draft. They Sounds visited like Moneyball without hot people. It's okay. <laughs> All right. Let's go. Almost. Well, Jennifer Garner's in it. Uh, okay. It's not for me. And so Charlie uh, Arian Foster of the Houston Texans plays the lead runaway. He's pulling like a, a whole uh, 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 Ray Allen, Jesus Shuttlesworth type thing where he's, okay. playing an, he's playing an actual character. So they had me shoot in front of a green screen today a couple of things that they didn't get me to do at the draft. Okay. And I did not know mm-hmm. if they were going to have me in a full head-to-toe suit. Or just a close-up of your feet. Correct. A close-up of my feet. <laughs> so before leaving today, I actually made I – I had the sneakers out. Okay. I had the and, – and by the way, I'm it was a whole blue you. color scheme. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. But at the last minute, I thought, how in the world – what a schmuck I would be if I had the full suit and the director, Ivan Reitman, is there and can't shoot my, my, my shoes. So I put on the dress shoes. You're a professional. With the, yes, You're I am. Is really what the now. moral I, of this entire story is. I never knew is. that about you until this moment, but I see that in you now. I just see that in you now. Can we talk about Hard Knocks and how sure. I can't watch Hard Knocks ever again? Why? First of all, it makes me care about a team I couldn't give a crap about before Agreed. I started watching it. Okay. Like who the, who the, who, who's... When who cares about the Dolphins or the Bengals? Who's ever cared about those teams? If you're listening in those cities, I'm sorry. I apologize. Not really, but I don't want you to hate me. Might be a few Bengals listeners on this episode. Ah, yeah, that's true. Well, that's I just, true. But then also, ever it always ends with me on the couch crying about how that guy's not going to be able to feed his baby or his uh. tiny skinny white girlfriend. It's always there's always an anorexic white girlfriend. All the biggest black guys have a 90 pound white girlfriend with new titties. And what am I supposed to do about all these feelings I'm feeling now that everybody's been cut from the team every single year, crying, weeping the last two episodes. So the title is not really about the hard knocks of the it's, I players. Use personal hard it's knocks. your. It's me. 
I could they're never ref- be in management. I could never do it. I would be like hugging everybody and yeah. like. Do you, have, do you have any jobs for me? That because you never fire me. Apparently, if we if I had a job with you, right? No, do you I need wouldn't. a girl on no, no, Yeah, do you, do you need someone? People. I'm a no, great. I, w- I wouldn't fire you. I would just ignore you until your soul was crushed <laughs> and you quit. You know? She'd be like, she won't make eye contact. She hasn't made eye contact with me since January. What's happening? She hasn't said my Twitter name forever. The soul crushing silent treatment. Just darken you until you need therapy. Fair enough. Yes, exactly. <laughs> he, he, he crawled in work today. Chris is on his hands and knees. He's crawling on his hands and knees. Um, so but you, do you, you, like, I mean, does no one else feel this way about hard knocks? Like, just it's heartbreaking every time. I like to see the team when it's already fully formed. Okay. I want to. I want to eat the ham when it's cured. I don't want to see the pig when the <laughs> leg is still. So you, you want no. an in-season hard knocks? Right? Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah I don't, because you get attached to these guys. The who? The guy that was singing this season. Yeah. How? I knew they were going to cut that guy as soon as I saw him sing. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this guy's going home. He's expendable. Oh, come on. Oh, the he's, painter he who sings was painting. like an angel. That the guy, Aaron, that, yes. Ma- Aaron, Aaron Mabin. Aaron oh. painting. And he was actually like, like well, a lot of his paintings were not good. But like the one he was working on, that was actually really interesting. Yeah. I was like, they're not keeping this guy on. He can read and stuff. They're going to keep the guys that you with It's their like fingers. those episodes of Star Trek. You knew oh, exactly who was expendable. Time. Like, please don't go down, uh, don't go on the search yes. party because you're never coming there back. There are 55 third bursers in every episode of Hard Knocks. <laughs> the burser with the red shirt. It's just 55 of them lined up. Nameless burser three. And they're all going down. I can't take it. I'm really scarred it's, by this. I, I'm scarred. I found a code. I watched Top Chef with my wife. And I found out they're editing. Like, whenever they show somebody early in an episode right at this point. Show. Top of show. You know yep. that they're gone, Always. and it's like it ruined it for me. Once Always. I cracked that code, you're so like, oh. I love it. So if Always. you're if you because wow. there's gonna I hate to break it to you, there will be a hard knocks next year. Of course there okay. will. So it's great there will television. be. So to all the players out there, do not paint. Don't paint or sing. Don't sing. Reveal no talent. <laughs> uh, don't bring around your skinny white girlfriend. Okay. Um. Uh. Well. Some of the success. There's always one big guy with a skinny white girlfriend that makes it through. There's once right. one in a, yeah. One, there's one. But, so I don't know. That's not really an indicator. Because if you do all of that, your ass right. is cut. Don't, ha- don't be about to have a baby. Don't be about <laughs> to have a freaking baby. <laughs> and you're like, if I don't get this job, my family's going to be in the street because that is it for you. Rent, don't buy. Rent, don't, don't yes. Do not rent, buy. Rent a baby? No. <laughs> <laughs> Can you rent babies? No, I meant like a house because yeah, there, oh, yes, there are some players yes. that 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 have bought. Oh, like there was a yes. guy on the Jets, right, who right, had just bought a house toilet. and got released. Yeah. Oh. Not on the Jets. Hard knocks. That happened this this uh, this uh, summer. And uh, you know, it's interesting because oh, like after I watched Moneyball, remember when the, remember when they when uh, when Jonah had to fire the kid on money in, in Moneyball? Sure. Uh-huh. So all this, I've only watched three sports. Broody. Oh, Friday Night Lights Uh-oh. and Moneyball. Those oh, are my, those perfect are my three, timing, too, for my our three movies. best sports movies. Okay. So, Friday Night Lights, by far. I, I've seen that movie 50 times. The movie, though? Oh, yes. Oh, the TV it's show. A, it's, yeah, the, the, the. Here's why the movie is so great. It's like, one. if you look at it from just purely from a filmmaking standpoint, it's one of the most beautiful, it's almost a perfect film. Peter just Berg. from technique. Right. Beautifully done. You can watch it 100 times. You Look, every time I watch Friday Night Lights, I'm like, this is the time they're going to win. Every single time. <laughs> yeah. I know they're going to lose. And I'm like, tenter hooks the whole time. So that's why it's good filmmaking where every time you're feeling something, even though you know how things are going to go. But sure. back to my earlier point yes. about hard knocks and how much it sucks uh, <laughs> is that um, if something about having a baby this or being poor. Also, like, don't be a Pacific Islander with like eight kids. <laughs> that's just generally don't do that. And then specifically don't do that on hard knocks. You have no six. shot to make the team. No, you you're not any gonna, of these it, things. You come in with a hungry family. They just look at you and this. Ugh, we it's can't. We got to hurt this guy. We got to make him feel it. It's so sad. By the way, Peter Berg told us that um, the studio, after screening Friday Night Lights, 
some people suggested to him having the team win. Oh, go screw yourself. Oh, yeah, like rewriting essentially history. Said, right. essentially said that if you could move the football at the end of the movie oh, three I'll yards forward, it could mean 25 to 30 million more I'll at the box office. Oh. I'm going to punch everybody. And his answer was... Uh, yeah, Peter Berg. Yeah, him and Buzz no. Bissinger. Like, told him, to pod, Peter, told yeah. him pound nope. sand. He yeah. did. You I know? like Kick, I like kick you, rocks. I like they said you, three... They like Basically, it was $10 million at the box office uh, per yard. They could move the ball <laughs> forward. <laughs> you that, know? that last scene when they're like lying on... I mean, every single time, right? It gets me yeah. every time. Mm. Just... Did you watch the TV show? Did you ever no, watch that? No, I didn't watch oh, it. Oh, it's I didn't, so good. I love the movie so much that I couldn't watch the TV. TV show is a different animal, too, it's but different. it's so good. It's very different. It's very well done. Yeah. You love Connie it. Britton was in it, so I felt confused. Yes. It's like the same wife, but everyone else is different. I don't it's, understand it's, how to feel. It's an alternate universe in that Here's regard. I was going to tell you. Sure. So when, the, when Jonah fires a kid in Moneyball, and, yeah. and the guy just goes, he's already got his backpack, right? He's like, okay, this is like the nature of the business. I was like, I... In my head, I was like, that's how everybody gets fired in, the, in, the, in professional sports. Yes. You're ready to be fired at any time. Yep. Those guys aren't ready to be fired in hard knocks, right? They wail. They gnash. Some of them crap themselves, <laughs> right? They got to be taken out on a stretcher. <laughs> Don't they know what they're in for? We have to clip uh, this entire conversation send and send Ken, it to NFL Films. Yes. Send yes. it to all of our friends at NFL Films. Oh, my God. But, every And then every year I sit down. It's, it's dinner time. It's on a Sunday in August, and I think... I'll watch just a little bit of this thing. Yeah. Would you want to see your team on Hard Knocks? No. No. Well, Harbaugh, I don't think would ever. You no, know but I mean, no. if it was open to you, you would not want to what, see the What, the most patently know, unfriendly just, man? Patently, <laughs> patently unfriendly. And isn't a big part of it that at least there's got to be one kindly guy? Like, because like, the, the coach this year for uh, the, oh, the coach this year was the— was, Marvin Lewis to Bengals. Right? He, he was lovely, right? Like, he kind of took the time out to talk to everybody, like— Harbaugh's not, Harbaugh doesn't talk to his own family. He literally, I don't think he's talked to his brother since the Super Bowl. <laughs> since the Super Bowl. Not even for Are You Coming to Christmas. Nothing. It's like polar opposites with Stanford now and David Shaw. Like, uh-huh. too, too complete, because he's the nicest man right? ever. Rich, you have him on draft all yeah. the time. And it, I, told him, I told him my son uh, was five years old. And I'm a Michigan guy, mm-hmm. but if uh, that if he does choose to play football, I would commit to David Shaw right now. Oh, yeah. that's I, I, seriously. That's that guy. I would. That guy. I I'd play for him. That's all. Now you all your kid has to that. do is get into. Stanford. Yes, and stop being white and Jewish. Oh, that's. And maybe it. they can play. You know some what? Good that's football. worked for a lot of people for a hey, long Julian time. Hey, Julian Edelman, right? I don't even know if he's a <laughs> sure. member of the tribe. Half. I have, he's but, a half half member of the tribe. Well, it depends on which side. I don't. Mother know. or father? Work on that one. What's the good side? <laughs> the, the mother's if if it's the yeah. mother's side, it's not the. It good doesn't side. count if it's the father. It, yes, it's uh, for uh. once in the history of this dirty, stinking planet, it's the mom's lineage that affects the. There kid. you go. Why? Why? I don't what know because don't because know. her All right, her, because her vagina is Jewish. Yeah. I know that's what you want me to say. <laughs> I know that's what you want me to say. I'm leading you down the path, Aisha. You just have to follow. Uh, she, you go through the birth canal and then and when you come out, dreidel, dreidel, dreidel. Please, dreidel, dreidel, made it out of clay. Please follow this woman on Twitter at Aisha Tyler, uh, whose line is in anyway on the CW is Tuesdays eight Eastern seven Central. I love saying times in Eastern and Central. It's, it's great, fun, right? Yes, CW. It's it's the, the pretty much the most popular thing on the CW it's network. We're very excited. It's come back for a second season. Good. That's awesome. Yeah. The uh, talk on CBS, Wednesdays, 2 p.m. Eastern, Wednesdays, 1 Central. Wednesdays, Wednesdays, or weekdays. Weekdays. Oh, it's it's weekdays. <laughs> Good Lord. Uh, the talk on CBS, weekdays. It's a long day can, and week I for me. I can tell those are CBS. 2 Eastern, 1 uh, Pacific and Central. Um, 
and uh, Archer uh, on FX. When's the next season of that stuff? Back in January. Uh, we don't have an exact date. It's usually third week of January. Okay. 10 p.m., 9 p.m. Central. The voice of Lana Kane, everybody. Yeah. Uh, Girl and Guy podcast available on com and on iTunes. And people can also find out. Uh, or go to self, go to Amazon. I'm not done. Amazon.com and your local <laughs> bookstore, if there's one that actually still exists in your neighborhood for the uh, stories of crushing, crushing personal humiliation. New on, York uh, Times bestseller. It is. It debuted on the New York Times bestseller list. Why not? Why not, come not indeed? Listen to the episode where Rich came on my show, Girl and Guy podcast. I'd love. I would love to come away. back. If I'm going to have you back. Would I be the first repeat guest? No, because you've done uh, that you, already. Now I've just done one repeat. It hasn't posted yet. It was Jared Padalecki from Supernatural. Okay. Funny guy and. Uh, I'm a big Supernatural fan. Uh, not as big of, of uh, a fan of Supernatural as I am of the Rich Eisen podcast, Bless but you. it's up there. Bless you. And uh, so I will do some repeats this season. Bless you. The for show's about that. to be syndicated, which means nothing to me but more like papers. Pa- like literally now, I d- I'm like a cowboy and I ride around and shoot at people. Well, if you and need now s- there's a sheriff. If you need someone to help with that, there's uh, Chris Brockman can help with that. And Signing then you papers. could yes, and you can stare him into right. submission. Stare um, you st- just slowly. Just, I'm available crush anytime your for soul. you. <laughs> You'd have to have soul. a soul to get crushed. Oh, good. I've been looking for a soulless person for a while. Uh, Chris Law, thank you for, Rich, for everything you do. We're going to wrap this pleasure. podcast yep. up. I um, want to thank our guests, Brandon Marshall of the Chicago Bears, uh, Giovanni Bernard, who was on Hard Knocks. Oh. Uh, he was a young uh, a running back who didn't sing or paint. Oh, and uh, did he make he, it? Well, he was a top draft choice. He well, was the first running go. back taken in the draft, so he could have sang and painted. He could have done whatever he wanted. Correct. He could have done puppetry of the He drove his girlfriend's mother's minivan. That's he was adorable. that guy. That he was that, that guy. That, that adorable, that, yes. right? He kept all his clothes in a in a freaking in a pillowcase because he, he was, was like, ready. I'm not, I'm not, yes, I'm ready to go at any time. <laughs> go, my go bag is a pillowcase. I got a I got socks so, and a Gatorade. In so here. there's all the Bengals oh. fans out there who uh, were were big fans of whose line is it anyway? They're never gonna watch again. I'm sorry, Cincinnati. I will say this. I'm now totally invested in whatever happens to the, yeah, to the Bengals. Yeah, I know. That's the, I, I, I care that's now. The point of I don't want to care. I I don't want to care. Thank you for coming on. I love coming here. This is uh, please Thanks come back anytime. I uh, love that's it. Aisha Tyler, and want to thank all of you uh, for downloading. Uh, we will speak. And the with NFL you. would like you to know, fantasy football. It is already way too late. It's no, 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 no. The already way is not there. No, it's, it's, a, it's, it's it n- is too late for you. No. Give up now. Abandon it's all hope. He, ye who click here. It's it's, it's an NFL, odd. It's an brought odd, to you by NFL. We got to get on. We got to get on the IT. Can we call to, someone? To see all of that. Yeah. Uh, John Hine uh, is going to be on our podcast on Thursday with all of our picks for week number four. Correct. Correct. John Hine on Thursday evaluating the league and picks. Excellent. Adios to all. Thanks for listening. Hello, me Cookie Monster. Yeah, me always listen to the Rich Eisen podcast. It's me favorite podcast. Yeah, me listen on NFL.com. Oh, and it's also on iTunes, just in case you not know that. Oh, me going to go listen right now. And for all of us here at the Medill School of Journalism, thanks for joining us. I'm Richard Eisen. Stay listening, friends.